Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people all over the around the world, that is the Tyler Bryan hour intro, but we're gonna keep it rocking anyway. YouTube land, what is good? It's your boy Be Hurt, aka Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta without the hating. A very special episode of the run back. I know you guys missed it. I know it's been a while. I was gonna come back with the new logo for the run back and some merch, but that's taking a little longer than it than it, you know. Shit happens, life happens, so I'm not even tripping about that. Love you, Quasi. I just want to say that. But uh, this is a very special episode to me of the Runback series and a very relevant episode with this weekend as well. Uh, like I said before, and I'll say it again, El Chicote is probably my best friend as far as the FGC goes. But if, if it was no El Chicote, this would definitely be like my top one. This dude has gave me opportunities and stuff that he's ran that we're going to talk about. Uh, great proficient player in every goddamn fighting game it's actually insane how many fucking fighting games he plays and we're gonna get into that when we do but the boy the brother my brethren black and galaxy you want to say something to the people oh man what's going on y'all i'm i'm just happy to be part of this podcast because uh i see you've been growing and uh yeah i'm just happy to be here what's going on brad what's going on man uh i'm happy to have you like i said uh what i I wanted to do the original podcast and then there was some stuff happened and it's no one to blame and nothing like that. So when I finally decided to do the series within my podcast, I knew there were some names I had to get. I had to get Black King Galaxy. I had to get El Chicote. I had to get Rufamonger. I had, I had, and there's more names I want to get too. Uh, but I, I knew Black and Galaxy was one of those top upper echelon people that I was like, I got to interview. And I was like, because I know how dope he is. I talk to him a lot. Uh, and not as much as recently, but like as much as we can. Um, speaking of Black and Galaxy, that is a unique ass name. How did you come up with that name? And what's the origin story behind that? Is there any meaning to it? So first of all, first off, my uh, my actual first gamer tag was Kid Goku, right? Because uh, obviously, you know, I was a big Dragon Ball fan at one point. I kind of grew out of it, so to a certain extent, but you know, I still play the games and watch, you know, Super or whatever the case may be. But uh, Black and Galaxy, it really just came. Um, like I was on a hiatus for what year that was it was 2013 and i was just like i was literally like playing things casually i just wasn't competing anymore like well locally anyway because i wasn't able to travel during like 2011 to 2012 when i um got in fgc but you know i was like playing an arcade back in the day but i wasn't like part of the community but overall um i was taking a break and you know when i actually came back i actually went to the smash community afterwards like i was actually playing uh project m which is like a mod of us uh, of brawl you know, I was thinking to myself since I was like in um a game I got into, which was a Mega Man series, which was a Star Force, and there was a dope attack called uh Black and Galaxy, right? So I was like, you know what? I don't even like care for Dragon Ball Z anymore. Uh, I love Mega Man, like, cause it's like literally one of my some of my favorite, like one of my favorite series of like video games, right? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call myself Black and Galaxy, cause like just to represent Mega Man and uh, the fact that Star Force felt I felt like didn't get enough love from that like the Mega Man series out of all the Mega Man's is like a thing. You know, so I just went with that name. I was like, you know, people always tell me like, yo, it's a unique name. I don't I don't know like where it came from. And there's some people that know about Star Force, but not many because, you know, it didn't really perceive that well. Well, I think Mega Man Legends and Star Force didn't perceive that well in America. So like nobody really like talks about it as much. But yeah, that's basically how I came up with the name. I just I just had to ditch the old kid Goku name because like, I don't know. It was just kind of corny to me at, at, at one point. I just wanted to re represent Mega Man in some type of way. 
I don't think Kid Goku would have stood out in the FGC, but Black and Galaxy, I definitely think that sticks out because that's unique and that's that's a new name. I've never seen anyone else with that name. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you always see like maybe a Kid Goku, but then you'll see Kid Goku, Little Kid Goku, or like one, two, three, four, five, Kid Goku. Like, Black Man. and Galaxy is just crisp as hell. And I think that's your Twitter handle, is correct as well? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, just my not my ad name because I tried to put it that way, so I just oh, went with that's Beer right. right. Yeah, Beerai is uh, the other character. Um, his, his Japanese, well, I forgot his real name, but I just went with the. Uh, he's basically like like every every Mega Man has like a, a rival, right? And they, that wants to overcome that Mega Man. And you know, you have base in uh, the Mega Man series, regular Mega Man series. You kind of have Zero, who's like kind of a rival of him, and then you got Solo slash Beerai. So he's kind of <laughs> like from this clan that's uh, that just basically want to revive his people, and you know, he just like want to be the stronger one so like yeah that's why like he's one of my favorite characters so i'd like literally use that for my ad name so he's pretty cool yeah <laughs> i mean i'm actually learning a little bit about Mega man because i was always like an nrs killer instant kind of guy so i'm right. like learning about the capcom world but then there's been so many people that grew up on capcom now i'm just like damn this, this is a whole new world to me which is kind of insane um yeah, like I said, I like the name Black and Galaxy. To be honest with you, I've always, like, if someone had a bullet to my head and told me to guess where you got the origin name, I just thought you, you know, Black, you know, you being Black, you know, Galaxy, you must have <laughs> rocked with astrology. I, I really, I know that's ignorant to say, but I was like, yo, this nigga I mean, really look, okay, actually, actually, look, to, to not to be off subject, right? So, uh, ironically, the, uh, the, the, uh, the enemies are based on astrology like uh the tauros um afuka or like a whole bunch and they got the little you know the little balance guy like you know i forgot what it's called at the moment but like they're basically based off of astrology like you got the snake you got like some of the you got a bull you have uh the wolf you have the crab which is um i forgot what the crab was named um at the moment because it's, it's been a minute since i played uh If I remember the cra cancer cancer bubble, that's his name. Yeah, like it's like cancer and all this other stuff. Like it's literally based off of astrology. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty pretty fun. Yeah, it, like I say, I I think it was a unique because like no no other Mega Man like based off astrology or any of that. Like it's just that's why I like it so much. It was just special. And I wonder, I wonder if Black N is, you know how like obviously there's a black hole in space and stuff like that. But I wonder if Black N has anything to do with it. Now that's oh, no, probably no, no. looking too deep into it. But I was just always kind of curious. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's Lily, it's Lily attack from a uh, Star Force three because there's two versions of it. They had uh, you had you had uh two versions of uh three like you know like pokemon had like blue and red like had the same things like they had a guy that was named um black ace and his attack was called um yeah it was red joker and black ace yeah like red 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 ace had uh this move called gaia gaia racer and his black ace was named um his his main attack is named uh black and galaxy right so like mm -hmm. that's that's where i got it from because i like black ace better he was cooler to me so i was like oh this dude is actually like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a dope ass origin story. Uh, speaking of origins and stuff like that, uh, what I try to do on this podcast is uh, share a little light, uh, you know, 
last year was literally the worst year for anyone. I mean, even me having this PC now, it still was a pretty terrible fucking year. And just that toll that it weighed on not only the body, but the, the emotions, the, the mental side of it. And what I try to do is try to give people a platform and just make sure they're good because, you know, you never know what anyone's going through. Now, obviously, you could share whatever you want to share on the pod, but how are you mentally? How, how, how are you uh, mentally actually- doing? Weird enough, um, like I said, I'm gonna try to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to have some empathy because, like, like I said, I feel people, but I, I, I personally was like mentally fine through the whole thing, right? Because, like, I think 2019 actually got me prepared for it. Because, like, uh, I'm gonna say, like, it's, it's like, uh, I'm gonna try to like mix this as much as I can, right? So, like, mm-hmm. uh, during 2019, I was like MIA from like, uh locals and stuff and um because it, it all boils down to this so i was literally playing online for like six months um because when i got um i got my job at walmart like at the end of 2018 basically we know when dragon ball basically came out and um i wasn't able to really do anything and um so the next year comes around before covid like i was stuck playing just nothing but online i um to throw something in there, I was learning Tekken at the time too. Was you know season three, season four, three rolled around for Street Fighter Five, and um, I just been like playing online and just doing that and just going to work. So like mentally, it was like uh, I kind of was like aggravated, but it's like at the same time I looked at it, it's like okay, I could just sit here and train in a hyperbolic time chamber and just get this money, I guess, right? <laughs> so like basically, that's how like the the habit is 2019. I mean, yeah, 2019 was basically 2020, but, like, it was just more of a, like, I did this for a whole year thing. So, like, I was fine, but it was like, damn, I just wish, you know, I could travel again and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, it was in the back of my mind, but, like, also, it was just, like, I was basically fine, but, like, outside of work, I mean, like, other than work, I meant, like, work was just kind of, like, low-key stressful because, like, I had to deal with people, you know, taking all the, the, um, the paper towels and all that stuff like that. I think that was the... I think that was the roughest part of 2020 for me personally, but like, I don't feel like it was that rough. Cause like I had people to go to and like talking mini discourse and all that other stuff. So I had ways to keep myself in my comfort zone while keeping myself mentally sane. And also because obviously I was playing other like video games and like learning new fight, fighting games as well. Um, so yeah, I was basically kind of fine. I was basically fine outside of like outside of work, kind of stressing me out. I was, I was actually kind of fine. Like, you know, I was, I was happy doing like online tournaments and stuff like that. And I granted it's not to know, but overall I was just like, you know, I wasn't really feeling like everybody else. I wasn't like, you know, wanting, which is very understandable. Cause like not having the choice to not go nowhere, is kind of stupid. But like, again, I feel like 2019 actually prepared me for that. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think, you know, destiny and life just got a way of like, you know, preparing you for something that's how i feel anyway you know but i don't know that's, that's just how i felt about it but mentally i was i was straight i was good and how personally. are you now uh the same i'm i'm literally i i just use this time to like uh well i'm gonna be honest i think i'm a lot better because like now i can travel basically so like that's i just felt like um the training i went through was came through and all this other stuff and um yeah i think my stream's been doing pretty fine but like i just haven't been as much consistent but mentally, I've been I've been actually better. To be honest. <laughs> hmm. That's great. I mean, I love to hear. It. I love to hear that it was just kind of normal day in office. Cause like, at least with me, I've always kind of been an introvert, and I mean, I, I have like extrovert personality, but I yes. I'm, I'm just built for introverts. 
like being in my room chilling is like a good day to me and i don't know why i've always been that way but i just kind of that's how i move so at first you know what i'm saying i got laid off I, well i got laid off because i didn't want to accept the hours that i was going to get and like Yikes. the hours i was going to get was like 11 to 8 monday through friday but this is like the start of the pandemic so this is like in march of last year so i'm like I don't want to work every day. Also, like, I don't know what the fuck this pandemic going to do. And you know what I mean? I got like grandparents and stuff at the time. My grandma and grandpa were both alive. So that's why I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I'm not finna risk it and work full time. What? No, I'm finna. You know, like, like I said, I, when I was working at Walmart, I feel exactly where you're coming from. Cause like uh funny story about that. Why I feel, um, Cause like it's basically kind of in the same realm, and I like I'm gonna be honest. Like when you dealing with something, like definitely I'm not sure where you work, but like I know from a retail standpoint where you have to deal with shitty people, you have to deal with your boss not like treat you right, um, and just like dealing with customers as a whole, just going crazy, talking to you reckless, and then you got to deal with like not like knowing that you have to work with people that possibly have COVID. So I understand 100% where you're coming from. I I don't blame anybody that felt the way you felt because like i'm not gonna lie there was times i did i had i had my moments where i was going crazy because, like i said it was during work but like when i was at home i was at peace but like there'll be times like you know it's just like man i just feel like what is it really worth me being here like right. I, that, that's how you feel right like yeah, I understand that. Well, so that's why I like to like. I was like, all right, I'll just get laid off. And then the only stressful part about being laid off, because in my mind, you know what I'm saying? Like I just said, I'm an introvert. That was great. Like, nigga, I, I caught up on Full Metal Alchemist. I think I watched Hunter X Hunter. Like, oh, I was having a grand old time, just catching up on anime, chilling at the crib. And I mean, at the time, I was also like kind of talking to someone but she wanted to kick it and hang out so then it's like i had to prioritize like because i'm uh, currently uh at the crib so i was like well like my mom and dad don't care but at the same time i don't want to put them at risk because i want to like have a fling or something like that and right so like where was I going with this? I was like, why did that bring up the story, bro? Well, I, I was saying that uh yeah, the only oh, I remember why I brought it up. The only thing that was stressful was the fact that like I wasn't getting that unemployment money. It I applied for unemployment, but I didn't get it till like seven weeks later. So Yikes. I had a few you know, I said I had my phone bill and I had a few other bills. I had I think at the time I had some debt I needed to pay off. So it's like I needed to make these payments, but I wasn't getting any money. So that's that was the only thing that I was really had like stressed and like mentally fatigued me. But saying aside was cool. I think it was just only honestly. And the thing I kind of like about like where the pandemic is now is like just having that option taken away from you. I think that was like the most stressful thing and anxiety inducing thing. Because before it's like, all right, if I want to go to the comedy club, if I want to go out downtown or if I want to go out to eat with friends, like that's an option. And before it wasn't really an option. Like you couldn't go downtown. You couldn't go to the comedy club. You couldn't eat at the diner. You had to get it to go. Like that was really stressful. Nah, that, Man, that weighed I, on a lot of I, people. I, I like I said, I I'm mourning for you, dog, because like that 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 sound like hell, man. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, now this is a terrible segue. So you know, don't crucify me for this, or please don't take any offense to this. But since we were talking about stressful and inducing things, you are from Louisiana, and I'm just actually curious: Were you in? Are you born and raised from Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Metri, yeah, Metairie. Uh, Mary, Louisiana. 
So then, obviously, the pandemic is nothing compared to, like, Hurricane Katrina. Hell no. Like, oh, okay. Could you talk about that? that? I'm fine with that. That's, like, like I said, it's not a emotional story, even if I was kind of part of it. But, like, um... Well, ironically, because how my mom was, it's like we moved a lot. So like, uh, we even I even moved to certain parts of Louisiana. Like I I, I haven't stayed in Metairie all my life. Like I moved to Kenner, I moved to uh, Baton Rouge, and uh, there, during like I I moved to Baton Rouge the year before, so I didn't have I ain't had to deal with that. But like I I seen it on the news when I wasn't living in Georgia. So like it, it was a rough time, and um. I was just happy my grandma, like who's God rest her soul, she's not alive anymore because not due not due to the uh to the hurricane, but like she she died of like um yeah she died of a stroke, but uh that no, was I'm sorry yeah um but yeah she um I was just glad my grandma and my family and them was okay so like you know that that was literally just what I was going through. And uh, some of my friends that I haven't seen in years, you know, they was okay. But like, I was all I was in Georgia, just safe. So I, I was, I didn't really have to deal with that whole thing. But uh, I remember they say like they was out of lights for like well, electricity for like months and all the other stuff. It was pretty bad. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, his that was oh five, right? Uh, oh five or oh six? No, no. Yeah, it was oh five. Yeah, I think I it was oh five because I remember like the Saints played on that Monday night, and then they had the game against the Falcons that like oh six year, or maybe it was oh seven. I know it was just in the Superdome, but and I no, no, it was oh five. Like, I remember only reason I remember because I was in ninth grade that year. No, I'm but saying I, I think the Saints and the Falcons game that next year was like oh, that Monday yeah, night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so the fact that that happened and just watching it on the news, it was like, damn, this is this. Is is like crazy like it looked it, it, to me you know what i'm saying i obviously like the twin towers was a serious and traumatic thing but like i and i was younger because i was like what was that that was a one so like that didn't really hit me as katrina because i was older and i was starting to understand more things of the nature so like just be on the outside looking in because i'm from the midwest seeing that was was insane i felt so bad and the fact that the united states really rallied because it it wasn't like it wasn't like where social media is today and like how people could see that stuff that happened in like Houston with those like tornadoes and or hurricanes and stuff like that affected those areas. Like you, like you're you could see more stuff. So like whatever is going on in this country or that country or this state and that state, like it, it's affecting you. Where right. you know the United States really rallied around New Orleans and stuff like that and Hurricane Katrina because that was like that was, that was the biggest thing going on. You're like, holy shit! Like what is this? And mm-hmm. so that that's good to hear that she wasn't even there, and that's a blessing in itself. Uh, yeah. So when did you end up going back after that? Um, let me see. I got sorry that now that that's uh that's weird to remember because like uh I moved because of a situation not because I I didn't want to be in Georgia but uh oh. let's see I think it was like so it was oh six. Okay, yeah, I moved back in 07. That was, like, um, the second year of uh, my 10th grade year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it was 06. Because, like, I, I, moved, I moved to Dunwoody, Georgia. Because the, the original place when I was living in um in Georgia, when I was in ninth grade, was Snellville. And then we moved. my mom's moved to Dunwoody. Like I said, like, my mom's didn't want to stay still. So, yeah, I, I kind of just went back and forth and then moved back to the same place, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, it's weird history on that. But, uh, yeah, like, uh... I went back in 2007, yeah, because I got in trouble on the bus. So, like, I couldn't really get a ride there. So, like, I was living with my dad 
uh during 2007 like in january ish because uh i usually when i like when i was living up there uh i would literally go up there to uh i mean sorry i would go back down to new orleans like to visit my family it's like so that was really like the whole case of that one so it kind of just worked out i guess (laughs) so that had to be hard to a quick tangent but that had to be hard to like find yourself and discover who you are because one of the worst not best and worst social experiments is high school and the fact that you were saying that you were moving from georgia to louisiana in high school is that's gotta be tough especially if you're yeah, different no, cities trust me, it's, it's it's like i i was i would talk about like i was like thinking to myself damn near every day because like you know it's like i never really had like i never really kept my childhood friends to like now like i mean till um till when i moved back to new orleans basically because like um everybody else i would just have to st- like every time i would get stuff to start i just had to mo- i would just have to um i had to start over basically you know like and it's just it was just frustrating like you know because my mom just would not stay stay still she was like i understand where my mom come from but like um when i when i graduated i just like personally you know even though i was stuck in louisiana person like um i was like yo you know i made up my mind i was like man i'm just tired of like moving around like not keeping my friends around you know i just kind of got tired of it like i'm I'm gonna be honest like it was just kind of getting angry at some point (laughs) yeah i I mean no i understand that wholeheartedly because like the kid me the kid me the best thing for me is to stay in one area and grow and like have the community raise you because then it's like you know better you know right from wrong and it's easier to find the wrong crowd because you just want to fit in somewhere when you're just in a brand new spot but Mm -hmm. the adult me understands your mom's perspective because i also firm believe it like i moved for a little bit like i i don't really believe in hugging the block like there's there's some people that like getting a like it's weird too because like my dad had great advice because i moved to arizona and when i moved to arizona it was because like i i went to a university i went to asu go sun devils uh and it was the best thing for me because it was like i could go there and my cousin has some family out there so i am with my cousin i'm with his family so it's like i'm i'm really venturing out but i'm not really because i still i can still stay at home and uh you know what i'm saying and and kind of do this and do that thing and but, but yeah growing up that's that's hard to do that that's hard to do um all right and I guess it makes sense too, because how you say you grew up with your friends and how you like kind of stay stationary. That you are someone that's like all about the locals. It seems like I seem I feel like I'm always seeing you at the time. Like this is obviously pre-COVID, but uh, posting about the locals, being at the locals, setting up the stream for the locals. I think shit. I feel like I, you I did some commentary for the locals too. Honestly, oh, oh, okay. That uh, I not really like. There, there's there's people that do more for the locals. Like I, I just basically play more more so to do like uh that was uh we'll we'll get to that because i get because you basically part of it because like you know igl and all that other stuff like but the community thing like there's there's um i feel like the people that like hold up the community per, per se and like host tournaments like 482 and um i'd say jelly and then um this guy named rick who's called himself a uh, guy in green shout out to all the like to's in louisiana because like they don't have to do it like from um you know doing the igl thing i understand like from their perspective like i'm, I'm just glad i like and um you know i'll, I'll get to like the whole thing about the grant like because i like, uh, i don't know if you um seen it but uh i did actually do a big tournament like that that was on my own right and um i got people on my team uh for the grand blue tournament which was pretty big but um 
overall, like, I just seen what they go through. It's it's kind of like a thankless job. I'm going to say it like that. Like, it's it's hard managing the community and being a T.O., man. Like, and you know, because we work together. Like, I, but I think that was a great learning experience from, like, working with IGL. But, like, you know, things not to do and what to do. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the scariest thing because uh, to yeah. give to give some guys some background story, I can't remember what I think it was like. Honestly, like an online, like I don't know if it was like a weekly tournament or what, but Galaxy well, hits, Galaxy uh, hit, hit me up and asked me if I wanted to do some commentary and do some solo commentary. At the time, I was green as hell. Like I, I looking back on my commentary, I just kind of said what happened. But even then, that's a skill in that. But you gotta you gotta find your groove. You gotta have a conversation as a commentator. Uh, that's, Man, look, just, that's just a tip of advice real quick But So Galaxy hits me He's like yo You wanna do this conversation I was like yeah I need as much experience as I get See, I, You didn't even I, have to do that dog And I I'm, um, Not to interrupt you It's just like I really thank you for what you did Like even though it was like a short time, like I, re- I really appreciate you for helping me out. Cause like that meant a lot. Like I personally even like on you thought you was experienced. I was also experienced. Like the fact that you even tried to even help was I, I just appreciate that, dog. And yeah. I, I've been wanting to say that to you. I don't know if I did or not, but like I, if I'm saying it now. Like I really appreciate what you did for me. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say in the story is because like you know mm-hmm. I was like yeah I got you da, da, da. and then so like the only thing I wanted to focus on was commentary because I was obviously nervous doing commentary and then like mm-hmm. you don't want to fuck. Up the names you want to put these people on spotlights and you want to be able to and you want you want, you want to be able to talk to the diehards and the, the uh brand new people and so like when i was doing it I, what made me like kind of nervous and freaking out on the side low-key was i was doing commentary but i was also with galaxy so galaxy would hear me but i could hear galaxy stressing trying to organize turning online matches and the next matches and the matches that's gonna be on stream and and he's doing this all in my ear while i'm talking about the match right now so i was just like oh my god this is a lot this is it was pretty hectic but uh yeah that was i think our only tournament yeah yeah like I said, it, um, I again, like, I, I kind of low key put you through that unintentionally, but it's still, again, the fact that you literally did that stuff, the stuff we went through, it was kind of weird. Like I said, I did not know any better because, like, you know, he 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 asked me to do it for money, and like, um, there was some things I didn't like about it. So, like, again, when I when I look back at those tournaments and what I did, and like, I just did, like, you know, I I just approved from there, basically. Uh, <laughs> also, like. So what? First of all, are your locals back or no? You guys? Oh still yes, ready? yes. Uh, so so here's the thing, right? Funny mm-hmm. story. Uh, I think it was no, it was literally June. All right, let's. When was the first one? All right, it was June third. That we, like no, June second. We got our locals back. Like we're basically playing casual every Wednesday now. Uh, we're about to have a monthly. We're about to probably have um our other monthlies back eventually. But like for right now, we're starting like real slow. So every Wednesday we have no. Actually now, um, beatdowns back as well. So we have casuals every Wednesday and Friday. One in Metairie where I live at, and then there's another place called Beatdown, which is in Hammond, which is like 45 minutes away from me. Um. Uh, Shout out to Master Steph. And uh, again, Guy in Green for Wednesdays for Guy in Green. Friday is for Master Steph, who is part of 482. Um, yeah, they, they've been basically holding it down. Like they, like I said, 482 and Guy in Green been holding it down for Louisiana when it comes to like organizing tournaments. And then, and then um, a guy named Jelly, who also is like a great TO. And um, he's been building up the anime scene as well, like for KOF and stuff. So yeah, that too. That too. 
So what are you doing uh, currently at your locals? Now are you just playing or? Yeah, I'm just playing. Like uh, I'm most like I'm mostly been a player. Like uh, I only hosted one tournament, which was with IGL, because like uh, I I didn't know what I was doing. That was that one time. I see, I see, I see, and I guess we really kind of touched on uh, like running events a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts of like? offline being is back like we outside but we ain't really really outside like what so what are your take and thoughts and opinions on my, that my take uh i got a lot to say honestly uh one is a good start because uh actually i just went to georgia uh no i went to the first place i went to was uh austin texas for a local and i won that um so it felt really um uh, how i feel it's really good just just like it was a breath of fresh air playing uh, online. And then, like, coming back from online, I win my first tournament for Street Fighter Five. Because, like, I still was on that, you know, I was on that shit still heavy, regardless of the netcode. Like, I, I, like I said, I've dealt with worse netcodes. Like, it's kind of, like, bearable for me. But um, the fact that uh, I was able to, like, my training for, like, online to offline, like, I just literally was the same. And um, I was just... I was just playing like more solid. Like if anything, it felt like when I I came from all online to offline, I just had like I just had my chains off. Like I literally just had my cuffs came off. The cuffs just came off, bro. And uh, yeah, like I I just think it's a really good thing that it's slowly coming back in some um some states. Uh, obviously, look, no no shade no shade throwing, but like you know, Florida didn't give a fuck. So it was like kind of still running shit basically. But uh, yeah, but Louisiana, it was it was it was hard times, man. Like because. Some of the people in Louisiana, like when it came to online, like it was like no roll. Like if the game didn't have rollback, they wasn't even gonna fuck with it. Which is why uh, I was basically by myself playing Grand Blue, um, outside of Sleepy. But uh, yeah, man. Like overall, like uh, yeah, man. I I think it's just a breath of fresh air. I like I like the fact that we can actually like come together and have the procedure from um for for covid like you know we can if you're vaccinated you can take your mask off if you're not if you're not vaccinated you keep your mask on but you, you know they've they been handling it very well man so like I'm, I'm glad that we found a way to like um play games of covid and be safe about it right like everybody's being smart about it like nobody's being stupid you know, like, I, it's, a, it's a beautiful feeling right, right now. Like, I think things are just going to get up from here. And, and, oh, yeah, and the fact that Tegio is coming back, uh, Big E's events are coming back, and um, slowly, like, regionals are also coming back. So I'm I'm digging it, man. Like, I'm I'm just I'm just jumping in joy right now, man. Like, you yeah, no idea. Well, honestly, you have an idea, because like I said, we've been stuck in the house for a whole year. So it's like everybody just, like, you know, CEO got a uh, cat, all this other stuff. So it's, it's, it's like, it's just like, man, I need to get out of here. Like it's a breath, breath of fresh air that people are like playing in the locals. And like, I just love the fact, um, I, you know, the one thing I did miss about my TL too, like the fact that everybody was shielded, well, not shielded locals. Like they would showcase their locals, like a, a flyer or something. This is going on in this state. That's going on in this state. This guy, we, I just won like you know a hundred dollars in this local or stuff like that. That's the things I'm missing. I'm 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 glad I'm seeing it on my TL again because like, um, the fact that we did not have offline, you know, online FGC and all. Uh, I keep telling people all the time, like people be like offline FGC and online FGC and like I've been, I and I still say it to this day, even before COVID, like online FGC and all offline FGC is like two different entities, like. 
the experience online and offline when it comes to meeting people and just all that other stuff is totally different. So, like, that's why I feel like it's a fresh air because, like, now people remember how the FGC was outside of this BS, like, you know, with the cancel culture and all this other stuff. Because before then, it wasn't really none of that. It was, it was kind of there, but not really, you know? But now people are starting to see that now. Like, it's like, man, we were just stuck online. So, like, we bored. Can't do nothing about it. So, you know, we're just going to... Some of us going to go crazy, you know? Just right. what it is. I, like... I, I kind of have a few things with it. I'm happy it's back, but I, I'm also curious to see how it's going to work. Now, I get this year you want to do something, so some people are, like, switching around their events for this year. But, like, to me, I feel like I feel like there was four big tournaments, but I, for some reason I'm just drawing a blank on the fourth one. But I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. there was obviously CEO, uh, Combo Breaker, and then EVO. And, those and technically, were... uh, Ronan Rumble Cup is coming up too in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about the big upper echelon. Like, if if okay, you okay. had to show someone what the hell the FGC is, I think you would show them at least those three tournaments easily. Because CEO, oh, yeah, definitely, C- definitely. CEOs, the theatrics. I feel like uh, Combo Breakers, the games, and, and, and <sighs> Evo's the Super Bowl. So I feel like. With those three, I wanted to go to those three, and uh, I like what Jabali's doing with CEO. But my thing is, like, I hope this doesn't screw over other events because everybody and mama's gonna want to go to CEO, but CEO's in December, KIT's in January. So a lot of people that's gonna go to CEO probably won't go to KIT because KIT, you know, if you go to CEO before, CEO's in June. So I, I hope that they still kind of stick true to the word as far as uh, like dates go. Because Combo Breaker had the online event this past month. I didn't get to watch any of it, but I liked what they kind of did with some of the creators. I seen like I seen what they did with uh, JM Crofts. That was cool. Um, so they announced that they're coming back next year. So I think hopefully they come back in May. So everybody knows that this is combo breaker time and we're going to plan accordingly because it's that Memorial Day weekend. And I, I, I just hope that they kind of stick to the schedules that they had before. And it doesn't like events don't step over your, each other's toes. I know Big E uh, announced Summer Jam and uh, I think another tournament as well. I don't know if that was NEC. I, I didn't see the date. So hopefully they don't step oh, on each other. NEC is in November this year. Okay. Uh, I actually, I actually looked at it because, um, yeah, people was like, only reason I remember it because like I want to go to Biggie, but like I said, I'm not trying to break my pocket. Like, right. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to Texas again and Dallas for like a little local, and then uh, CEO of course, but like, uh, NEC, which I think when I did go there in 2015 or 16, it was one of my um fun events, but like, I, um. Onto the subject, like the only reason I found out about it, um, because like Grand Blue wasn't over, over there, which was strange. And uh, yeah, when he put it out there, I looked at the date and everything. So I think it's gonna be on like November. Like it's it's uh, so you see, I think it's gonna be fine. Like Summer Jam, I didn't see what that day was, but NEC is gonna be like in November. So it's like I think, well, no, early November. My bad to be specific. Cause so I think I think his is gonna be fine. Cause yeah. people like. Uh, the East Coast got a lot of like a lot of the things in East Coast and next door. So it's gonna be like a lot of New York people and people from like Delaware and all the other stuff gonna be there. So it's gonna it's gonna be a packed event. Yeah, that's why like that's why I was worried of. I was just worried about events stepping on each other's shows because I get it. Everybody, we outside. Everybody want to be at an event. Everybody want to have an event and things of that nature. 
and then I was just worried about the cap. I know I get why CEOs doing it, and also like like COVID still a thing. It still exists. Where you fucking mad, especially in Florida. It might not exist in Florida, but everywhere else it still exists. So I understand why Jabali has the limit and the cap, and then I think there's even a limit to like the viewing uh, parties and stuff like that too. Which I hope that there's not that next year. Because I know I, I'm going to go to some tournaments next year. I, I, I will always want to go to one. And I always say I'm going to go to one. But I, I financially, I got to get my shit figured out. But once I do financially get my shit figured out, I am going to a tournament because I want to see it. Uh, but I think I'm going to wait this year. I'm going to just take that. We're already halfway through the year. I'm going to just save my money and just get better at fighting games and just play online. And then go to one. But the fact that we're starting to get offline stuff, I am super happy. And I'm honestly looking forward to those tournaments more. Because it's like you hear about tournaments and you want to watch a tournament, but you don't really catch a tournament. Now you can catch a tournament. And but at the same time, we did get spoiled this like these past two years. Like, honestly, if I'm in pools and I get the chance to play on stream, hell yeah, I'm going to play on stream. But I... I Sure. And I, I want to obviously you know, I want to see I want to see Galaxy play on stream. I want to see El Chicote play on stream. I want to see my homeboys Rob TV, Cool Kid. I want to see my friends play on TV or on stream. Hell yeah! But at the same time, I, I loved watching like special events to where it's these seven players and these are the upper echelon players and they get to play four or five games. So you really get to see a set because I, I think anyone can win a first or two if you like you, you know what I'm saying you put your pants on the right day and you, you was just executing hit confirms and stuff like that but you know what I'm saying it's hard to win four games in the best out of seven or a first to ten it's hard to win ten it's hard as fuck to win ten in the first to ten I, I, and I loved seeing that and I, I don't think I, I hope that there's that healthy balance because obviously you know what I'm saying you can't get invited to this, those things if you don't ever get an opportunity and I feel like what the fighting game community is is all, all about opportunity um, right so I hope there's that good balance of invitational stuff, and then there's the you know the the CPTs of the world, the the Tekken uh, Pro Tour of the world. If NRS does something, that Guilty or Strive, hopefully they do something as well. Um, so I'm excited to see these uh, tournaments. I just hope that they don't step over each other because I think the best way for everybody to make money is if everybody has the kind of their own weekend and everybody could go to the event. Because not everybody could go to every single event. So if you make it to where you could give someone an opportunity to go, then you will get more uh, people going. Right. But see, it's also going to be harder, too, because people are going to have to make some money because it's like before you had to pay like what? I think it was like $60 just to... To, uh, some, some, more, some some more than others. It's like um ten for a game, and um per game like too. By the way, yeah, right. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, my bad for not being specific. Uh, mostly, yeah, it's like depending on when you register, because like some are more than others. Like combo break is very expensive. Like, uh, because like I, from what I seen, um, when I did. It was like seventy five bucks to. Uh, I didn't even register yet. It was like so. The starting venue was like seventy bucks, and like the later you register, the higher it gets. Then understandably why, because I mean, one, it was in a bigger venue this that year, and um, you know, because getting that venue is like really, really fucking tough. It's really tough. Um, what else? Uh, the fact that uh, you know, they have like the to keep to uh to have a twenty four hour venue, all that other stuff. Like, um, truth be told, no, no, um, 
events outside of them don't really have 24-hour events when you go to events, right? Because, like, most of the time you have to play, like, in Salty Sweet, because, like, even Evo don't really have 24-hour events. And then you got Jabali with the CEO, you know, he got Jabali laying open, but it's not, like, sessions, like, where the room is open, right? Mm-hmm. When you got the actual casuals, because, like, in Jabali land, yeah, they got the arcades, and then you got the section where you can bring your own setup and play. So you won't have to go to your room. So you can like, play everybody, you know, but it's not the same as combo breaker where they had that one venue that's open to everybody 24 seven. So like, it's not the same. Like, so that's why like, people like combo breaking on, on top of like, you know, it's basically a legacy, um, a legacy FGC event, meaning for it's more for the people more than the spectators. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to them, and I definitely gotta get my life figured out, and because I'm working every single day, and that's not the move. And I know, I know for a fact that like when September and October comes around, when football season comes out, I don't want to work the weekend because I just want to watch football. So I definitely want to not work the weekend so I can just watch these tournaments because <laughs> I love watching tournaments when I can and all that stuff. So I'm excited for uh, that to be back. Speaking, excuse me. Speaking of. Uh, Tournaments and things of that nature. Uh, you got a tournament this weekend. Are, oh, yeah. Are, are you nervous <laughs> for the very first CPT Midwest? It just took a pandemic and a few years of it, them doing it to realize how big the Midwest is to separate it from the East Coast and the West Coast instead of combining them all together. Uh, to be, um, to not be off subject, I'm going to be honest with you on this one. Um, I'm going to ask to tell you about the nervous thing or whatever, like a little bit later, but I'm going to put the, well, honestly, just a short thing. I'm going to say, I think it's pretty weird that they got the South and the Midwest. I'm going to just leave that there on that note. Right. Uh, I don't know why. Cause like, so, so like Louisiana and some tournaments in Alabama and all this other stuff, like the South basically, except Texas, cause Texas for some reason, always on the West coast. Cause like they're able to play in Wednesday night fights and not other things like eat, Consider East Coast like NOBC or whatever, right? But uh, I just found it weird that they put basically most of the South and um in Midwest. But yeah, that's basically on that note, which is kind of funny. But um, I well, because I, I that's why when I was DMing you about doing the show, I was asking you. I was like, wait, are you in this? I was like, I really yeah, don't. Yeah, no, it's understandable because like me and my friend talked about it. He was like, you know, like Louisiana ain't nowhere near the Midwest. Like, what the what the hell? You know, it's like I was like, I don't know either. Cause like nine times out of ten, I thought cause like cause uh at first I was preparing for the uh the East Coast because like uh. Like, um, just so you, just, just for a heads up to to promote it. Um, yeah, I ha- I'm having a tournament the week before, uh, the East coast CPT. So it's like, that's going to help the East coast. And like the people that's like from Louisiana that's also was participating in, um, the CPT. It was going to help them out. Cause like, I know, I know like a lot of people, you know, just the attraction for the money I was going to put in and all that other stuff. I know people was going to come. So yeah, like it was just weird. And it's like, man, I actually like, kind of prepared this for nothing for Louisiana or uh, well talking about um well it's outside of Louisiana but you know it was partially to help Louisiana get prepared for you know CPT but now it's just a tournament like you know before the CPT for East Coast basically it's kind of funny so also I and I know it's only Tuesday but I feel like at least with like the big majors they they had it to where they would you know showcase who's in in the tournament and i went to look at the you know look at a little cheat sheets and talk about the bracket and who you think and da, 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 da. but there's no damn yeah. bracket the bracket's not even up yet which is insane oh, uh, to me 
so okay so the thing is they they um so the break uh i'm gonna read it to you right quick because like um uh, i was actually looking at it because like actually i was looking at it before like you was talking to me i mean um you dm me actually um so they gave you a bracket so, okay no so so what happens is right now right so uh they don't have pools until june 16th which is tomorrow right at 12 o'clock so they're gonna finalize this seated and um they're gonna go from there. I'm not sure if uh after that day you can participate. That's something I'm not sure about, but uh yeah, like they're not gonna release the bracket till basically tomorrow at twelve. Twelve okay. our time. Okay. So yeah. Um but I know who's gonna be here because I was looking at attending you. I don't know uh I can look I don't I I'm not gonna like tell you everybody offhand because like uh it would have been a lot. Um I'm looking at the attendees right now, but like, I know for a fact that off the top of my head, um, threats, but if that's what you want to ask me, who's going to be there? It's, it's too many people to name. It's too many. <laughs> like, and I guess it also, like, it also, uh, just depends on where you're placed in the bracket as well. Because even if it's like, say, oh, this, this top one has two, two threats, like, you know what I mean? They're going to play each other. And mm-hmm. actually looking at it now, so I'm looking at it, uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess, I don't, I don't think I ever showed the video version, but fuck it. Uh, if I ever do, I'll show you what I'm looking at. And what's actually cool, too, because like when I looked at attendees, and there's no way I never clicked on your profile or anything. I don't even have my, because uh, I have a Smash GG account, but I'm not logged into it on my uh, PC. And right. Black and Galaxy was the first one that came up. Maybe because you got that GSS by your name, like you a sponsored player, so you seem important. I don't know. But that came up right away when I was looking at the attendees. So I was like, oh shit, that's dope. Uh Galaxy, Nova Spec, El Chicote, Brutus. Brutus, the fact that he's in the Midwest is gonna be scary. Magnero is a tough, tough competitor. Brian F, obviously, dual Kevin, Squall. And these are just the players I know. There could be some real life killers that I, I haven't uh been hit to as Silver Ruby. After your name, I can, I can tell you who the killers are. I'm going to tell you like this, like, there's about like 50 or 70 killers in this thing, including me. So like, it's, it's, it's going to be a ride. And Hawaiian shirt, man. I did not know he was Midwest. That's maybe he's Midwest because of the, how they have Canada in this as well. Or maybe he's in the South. Dell's on fire. Really tough, strong Ryu player. Broly legs. Dang, this is, the more I kind of scroll, it's getting kind of tougher. Like there, there's going to be some mm-hmm. good competition this weekend. And Rob TV, obviously just a kid. Um, gamer in in gamer 3k that's a guy from my local who's a really strong player uh i haven't talked to him in a long time though so i don't know how much of street fighter he's playing right but yeah the, the more i'm just looking at this list the more competitors that look scary uh d archer archer is a really good fang player oh, Max, answer, yeah he's he's, uh, answer, know, sorry. he's really good yeah, no good citizen is in this underscore. Oh my god, this list is kind of Hollywood or on TV. This guy, what if cool kids into? Did he enter? I don't see his name so far. Doctor African. Oh, I didn't know he was Midwest too. That's the beauty of this that I actually really love because I felt like the Midwest has always had strong players, oh, so and so the fact the that thing, right? we yeah, never got this. So yeah, so that's the thing, right? What I was telling you, right? He's actually from the south. He's actually a Texas native. Um, oh, that's actually, right. That's right. Uh, he, he actually, I'm not sure if this is still a thing. EX Doja, right? You know, that's consist of, uh, uh, oh, yeah, Espada, yeah, Espada, 
Um, Marvin Matters. I forgot the last person, but he he's he got he got a he got a good bit of proteges. Let's just put it that way. Like all them guys protect. Like Texas is real strong. Like I feel like I feel like Texas don't really get the um notoriety they do. Cause like the answer, he just wasn't able to trail travel enough. Cause like personally, I think he's like if you ask me, I think he's like top five thing free. Like ain't no ain't no like doubt about it. Like um. I, I'm so, the only person I'm actually surprised is not here is Toy, but like I'm not sure what he's doing because he uh he actually like known fact Toy's actually from Louisiana but he lives in Texas but another person I'm like surprised he's not in there and he's probably top five bison in the U S. Like if anybody's seen uh if you look up Boy Toy or Toy and uh, Evo he he did really well I think he got like 13 to 17 Evo 2019 I believe oh, wow. yeah he's a really strong bison now so. Can we can we talk a little bit about the game plan? I mean, obviously the bracket's not out till tomorrow. You said that it'll come out mm-hmm. at noon. Can we talk a little bit about the game plan in the sense of, well, first of all, what characters are you rocking with? The last time I talked to you about Street Fighter Five, I know you have a Mika that's a very strong character, and you were working on an Ed. So who? Oh no no no, that's old man. I've been dropped Ed since okay. season three. <laughs> so, like I said, it's been a while since I talked to you. I know you Mika's in the chamber, but is any other character in the chamber? Oh, uh, now I have a. I actually have a team. Like I don't. Um, I was solo me main and Mika because like weird thing about um me. It was like I don't know. I couldn't really like one character. I was scared to really put as my second. I've been wanted was Chun Li, and I still I have her in my pocket now. Uh, okay. I, I have Chun Li and Lucy along with her, and I. Lately in the tournaments I've been playing, I played all three. So like, um, I'm feeling very confident. There's certain matches I don't like with Chun Li right now. Um, but there's the ones I needed, which is like probably half of the cast. Uh, I don't play. Like, there's personal matches I don't like with Chun Li right now, which is like Balrog, Rose, and uh, of course her bad match was just like Manhattan and Dawson. Like, I don't. I have Mika for those, and um, Lucia. I have. I have her for certain like characters. Uh, I have her for certain player player uh, play styles and um, certain characters as well. Like Colleen, I I do I feel like I do best with Colleen uh, with Lucia like hands down. Cause uh, when I went to Tampa, never sleeps in two thousand like the early two thousand twenty before the pandemic hit. Uh, I beat him. He's he's a very strong Colleen. So like um yeah. So cause her fireball game is decent to stop her, and then you have characters. I can't really name the characters. I had literally a matchup list of what characters I used Lucia for. It all depends. But uh yeah, like I think I think my team of characters are really good right now. Um it's more so like I'm not quote unquote scared of who I'll run into. It's like I just kinda like, man, I hope I don't have to run into cert- like certain people because like it's just gonna it's gonna mentally wear me out. It's gonna be hell. That's all really to be honest. Nah, um, I feel that. Yeah, it, that's the only thing I got on the game plan part. So then it really just depends on who you get matched up with and who they play. Mm. Are you now say say if the bracket was available, right? And say mm-hmm. you kind of knew like your potential first three opponents. And what I mean is like if you win your matchup against your first opponent, and then whoever wins that second matchup that matches up with you and winners. Yeah. Do you try to game plan around the character, or do you try to game plan around that player? Do you watch film? How do you? What is your usual t- tournament preparation? Are you just like um, you just play online? Like, what do you do? It, de- it depends if I fought them or not, or um, cause like I'm gonna be honest, like um, I usually just kind of wing it most of the time. Most of the time, like maybe sixty percent of the time, forty percent, like depending on how, like if I don't have an understanding 
play style, then that's to like, cause like for instance, right? Um, I studied Chris Tatarian, which is why it was like two one when I played him in season two, cause like I I literally noticed everything he was gonna do and like everything he did, it actually came. Like, you know, everything came into play. Like, I literally lost that match. I literally lost against Chris Terry because, like, I literally dropped the combo. Other than that, I would have won. But, um, yeah, like, most of the time, it literally depends on the play, like, the player's play style. Like, that's what I look at the most. Cause, like, I know literally every matchup in the game. Um, it all just depends on how I play, approach the player, and, like, understanding their play style. Cause, like, that, I think that's more important than the character once you get that down. Cause, uh, yeah, everybody plays different. Everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, it, like it's so weird. It's so mental finding games. Like it, it really yes, sir. is. Yes, sir, it sometimes is. you gotta decide whether you want to sit back and just watch and see what they do and not do nothing at all. Sometimes you want to just be disrespectful as fuck. And there's some players that would be disrespectful as fuck, but then they be like, "Yo, GGs, bro, that was fun." And you be like, "Wow, you really play like you hate me, and you're the nicest person ever." I, I don't understand it. I don't yeah. understand it. Uh, yeah, about that. Like, for some reason, like, me and Elton Cullency are nice, but, like, we play literally a fuck you character, which is Mika. So, yeah, I can agree with that. And, and y'all play you in a fuck you style. Y'all definitely play the fuck you style. It's one thing to play Mika that's a fuck you character, but then to say fuck you while you play? Uh, all right, yeah. so, to be, to be frank, to, look, not to throw him out there, Elton Cullency is more fucking than Mika. Like, like, out of both of us, I, play, like, I do play more neutral than he does, but, like, like I said, he... Like I, that's one thing I want from Elton Cozy is like I wish I could say fuck it most of the time, but it's hard for me to do that because well, like I am disrespectful. But, like I have my like I have my like what's the word I'm looking for? Like I have my times Moments. I do, but like yeah, I have my times I do. But Elton Cozy know how to click that switch better than I do, way better. So like, that's why I always like this Mika, and I, I take I take some things from Mika and even his setup. So yeah, like um yeah, but like um because Mika Mika's really like. Not really like quote unquote my style. I just made it work because like I don't really like play grapplers like that. I don't like taking risk when I don't have to. I like having the option to take play safe, but you know we die, we die and live by the mix up sometimes. So it is what it is. Yeah, I mean when I I've seen Elchiko take pressure some of the best players in the world and this shit's legit but uh yeah. it's it's a double-edged sword you know like him doing all that pressure him trying to get in him trying to press buttons could kind of fuck him up if a uh, player figures out like see, when see, they get comfortable thing, right see that's the thing right i don't know like how like i know you watch the stream often right like when you watch him play he plays a lot like his l40 so like that's why he has that mindset he does and, like he does have a bit of like he does play neutral of course too but like the way he plays is literally like it reminds me of his L40. Like if you look at them side by side, it's like no different. It's just L40 is just more crazy as a kid because like all he's doing is just running around the screen. And then may, and then add that to how Mika's mix work. It's like it's just it's a match made in hell basically. Like he just he just kind of just does his work. You know, mm-hmm. he's like his his whole play style literally just based on annoying you and just like you know. He'll he'll play neutral fluid with you for a while and then like um he'll just like go ham when he needs to. Right. I think that's I think and again, like that goes to where El Chicote plays like his old 14 within his Mika. And this I think it's it just worked out for him when he got a hold of that character when Mika came out. Right. And mm-hmm. um now something I did want to ask and something I thought about as well that I know yes. me and Chalk talked about on that the previous run back if you listen to this you know go rate one go rate the podcast five stars and then go listen to that old run back but 
one thing we did talk about is that he didn't really like the fact that Texas was in uh, the Midwest region because there was some connections to some Texas players that he had in previous online tournaments that yeah, were super I, shitty. So, no. so hold on, hold on. What I was going to ask you is there any state or like regional area? Like, is there anywhere you know where you have a shitty connection to? And are All you right. worried about that as far as this tournament goes? I'm going to be honest. Okay, so like I said, not to throw the Texas boy out there. Uh, there are infamous for having bad connections. I, I won't, I'm not going to stay here sugarcoated. Um, not towards me, but like when you're talking about Texas and it comes to, uh, cause like for instance, right. Um, if you watch the interview between him and destructive, when, uh, spotted played there, he, he said he had like, it was a little bit shaky or whatever too. But, um, there, there were times when I did play some of the Texas boys and like, you know, it would be shaky. And it's like, I don't think it's their fault because like CFN is CFN. So like, you got to take that into account, too. Like, I don't personally think it's really just their connection, but it's like, I guess because of how the infrastructure work over there. And plus, like, Florida's not, like, Florida's not safe either because, like, they have some shaky connection, too, right? But, again, it's more so CFN's fault more than just, like, their connection. Because, like, cause, like, if you play Strive or something like, something like that, like, they won't really have that much connection. But, like, on top of, like, having okay, like, sometimes shaky, like, infrastructure... On top of CFN, it's just like, well, you're just in for a ride for certain, like, um, certain states and regions, right? Because, like, for instance, no no disrespect to them either, right? Because I love men RD to death. Because, like, I met him in Kumite. He's a really nice guy. I think most of the DR guys are nice guys. But, like, I personally don't like fighting DR at all. Like, if I see a DR flag, I'm going to just get mad. Like, I don't, like, like <laughs> and you know me, I don't really get mad like that. But, like, the moment I see that flag, I just get mad. And I'm like, man, this is about to be some, this is about to be some fuck shit. Because, like, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. I know it's not their fault. So, like, I don't blame them. But I blame CFM because, like I said, we're way, we're kind of way to fuck for some, like, we kind of way to fuck from each other. On top of, like, maybe y'all, I'm not sure how y'all infrastructure work, but it's like, now you're colliding with Louisiana, which... This could be trouble, like, right? So I was kind of like fighting for my life and being scared. So like, I understand where Ultracote is coming from. It's just weird. Because, like, CFN just have his moments where, like, you can place people from the West Coast, like, you're far away, and it, some people it works, and then some people it doesn't. Because CFN. <laughs> right. And especially, like, because, I mean, there's no point system this year. So it's like literally only one person gets a spot for uh, Capcom Cup. And there's, yeah. there's some killers. And uh, mind you, there's only two opportunities. And this is one of them. So. Unfortunately, I, yes. I, I, get the, I get the idea and get the mindset of, like, yo, I don't want to lose my spot. Like, I don't want to get hold because of that. And. All right, fully so. If you get top eight somehow, you do got to come back on the show and we got to talk about that shit because that would be like something like oh, that. Man. No pressure, <laughs> no, no pressure, nothing, by the way. Oh, um, I know. I feel you, dog. <laughs> but, but yeah. All right. If you win that bitch, we going to drop the episode again. We going to right there. We going to do a live oh, interview. <laughs> come to your boy before you come to the CPT. Uh, so. Uh, I guess it'd be more of a vice for people. And uh, is the FGC what you thought it was, or like? What, what you mean? What you mean by what? It, what I thought it was. So, uh, to me, shit, the FGC was a used car salesman. I, I bought a car that got like two hundred thousand miles on it because mm. I 
I, I loved everything about the FGC. You couldn't convince me otherwise. I was like, wait, you can play fighting games, talk about fighting games, talk about fighting games with other people, commentate on fighting games, travel the fucking world for these fighting games and get paid for it, and that's your life? Sign me up. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? I didn't realize that only, like, to quote Sonic Fox, they said uh, top 1%, only really the 1% is getting paid. Everybody else is paying out of pocket and doing this because they love this, which I still love it, so I understand it, but I, I didn't know that you wasn't really making no money unless you were somebody. I didn't really know that you can't get a sponsor unless you were somebody, and I didn't really know that some of the sponsorship deals are not that great unless you're a really top 1% player. So, okay. like... Uh, Joe Monday, it was funny too because like I did the online local, so Joe would always talk to me. He's like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's what's up. You want to do that?" But yeah, I think he always had a realistic approach. Is like, "Yeah, don't fall in love with that side of the FGC. Just fall in love with the FGC." So I didn't really know that the FGC was like that. Like, uh, and then especially like, especially because like I said, I, I've always been an interest in uh, that Killer Instinct guy, and it's not really a shot, no diss to no one, but uh, fuck it, you know I know my analytics. A lot of y'all ain't gonna make it to this part of the episode where it's hour in, but fuck it. A lot, a lot of the interest community is childish. I've seen some of the wildest fucking shit I've ever seen as far as the argument. It's like something new every day, bro. It's it's literally like like FTC is pretty toxic too. So that's another disappointing thing about it that I. I learned the hard way from being in it but yeah is it is it everything you thought it would be or is it better is it worse maybe you hey, have a so, different perspective yeah i definitely have a different perspective because like like i said um to start off what i'm about to say regardless of how many people i say this all the time on twitter if anybody pays attention um that follows me right um regardless of quote-unquote community people are still gonna be people no matter how much they love a certain thing as much as you do like how much we have in common we got to remember people are still people you got good people and you got shitty people it's just that simple right so um on the fgc thing on the fgc note it's just like yes i feel like people try to build a profit off it which i think i'm not going to sugarcoat i think it's stupid um now here's the problem too right so i hold on keep going but i I actually disagree with you so we're gonna go back to that no 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 all right i'm I'm, that's why that's all i'm gonna explain right this is why i say stupid right and that's because it's the dream it's the way they go about it that's the problem right that's the root of the problem roots so like let's go to the root right it's like when you when you become like an athlete or whatever right Mm -hmm. like what's your like people don't think about the long-term plan of like what you do once you fall off right Mm -hmm. right it's like now there's devils and then there's the other side like you got people like po and them who literally paid the way for these people that don't get recognition but that's not his fault it's not Mm -hmm. it's like this is why i mean by they're stupid it's like what's your game plan outside of you just competing right Mm -hmm. because like i said like this is why i tried to tell my friend realistic but like we kind of got in a a heated argument low-key but like i was trying to tell him but like he only heard one point of it it is why i say it's stupid right because like as a fighting game player right and like this is the problem kind of the problem with the fgc but it's a good thing about the fgc in order for you to really get make it one like it's i kind of feel like it's low-key steps to the shit um it's more like yo you kind of have to beat somebody that's worth notable like that's notable and then two build off that shit three number three you have to when you once you get that quote-unquote clout or whatever or the attention you get kind of got to run with it kind of like you got to scream you got to keep active you got to keep talking on social media you know stuff like that but it's like Think about this, like why I say it's stupid, right? Because like, like I said, from I, and I know you're a smart guy, so you know what I'm saying right now, right? So like, 
you think about the long-term plan of like how this is gonna go it's like okay once i get all this stuff like what happens once my career is done i can't really play anymore i can't commentate so just like any other athlete you know just for example like you know they like magic magic had aids or whatever right but he opened his own movie theater he got his own shoe brand stuff like that like mm -hmm. there's not enough branding and all this other stuff and doing like you know content creating you got you have to make yourself relevant you got to keep pushing and it's like not there's not enough people doing it it's like people want to earn this quick buck but it's like what are you doing to invest that quick buck what are you doing to basically keep that moving nothing mm -hmm. like half of the fgc is like oh we're gonna play this game and that's it I'm just gonna win shit and that's it. And it's like, dog, there's gonna be a time where you're gonna be irrelevant. You like, there's gonna be just people that's better than you. Mm -hmm. that, that's just facts. Like, you're gonna get old. You're gonna, or whatever the case may be, you're gonna be quote unquote washed up. And you have to find some other things to do. You gotta either build a brand, content create, or whatever the case may be. You have a name. You just gotta build around it. You beat people that had a name, build around that. But nobody thinks about that. They just want. Get rich quick screen. Chris Kiyah said that shit best. Which and I, I think it's very true. Cause they doing it because they kinda doing it now with Strive. Cause like people try to like earn these big bucks in these early terms of like day three or a week. And it's like it's not gonna get them nowhere because they're not gonna do shit with it. <laughs> I mean you're not so wrong. Like, I, but I also feel like the FGC is is dealt. I don't. I don't want to be a what was me type of person because I'm trying to switch that mindset and like maybe my mindset has been warped because of like how society is and what the shit I'm seeing. So, but I'm trying mm -hmm. to go back to a neutral mindset. And I gotta. The reason I say the, the reason I'm making this point is because the FGC is not dealt with the same hand as if you look at gaming. Gaming is a billion dollar industry. Like gaming is almost taking over the fucking world. And yes, sir. Uh, the FTC is dealt with a terrible hand, and the reason why I say it's de dealt with a terrible hand is because maybe outside of League of Legends, maybe outside of that, everything else you realistically, if I tell you, if I tell you right now, Galaxy, I said, I'm going to hand you a controller, go play in this Call of Duty tournament. There's not a doubt in your mind you won't think you won't do well. The only yeah. outside of like maybe League of Legends, because a lot of people don't try to play League of Legends unless they're like in the League of Legends world, which the League of Legends world, niggas getting two million dollar contracts. And so we not even in that fight. But like the FTC is the only thing that's looked at as hard. And that's kind of crazy. But I also feel like that's because there's not that team you can root behind. There's not that. Like, yeah, they're individuals, but there's these teams so you can build up and get better and, like, get that rub where the FGC, you're the individual. So, if anything, it's like, like, the UFC and MMA. UFC is a, kind of a terrible example because they don't really do well with their stars unless you're actually a fucking star and you do that by yourself. But, like, FGC is like boxing. Like, if you're not uh, nobody, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to pay for you. So, there's, like, you, like you said, you have to discover yourself in a way but then that makes it hard because it's like I can't get to these tournaments if I can't get to these tournaments I can't get an opportunity and shit like I guess it really just depends on the calling of the storm I feel like if like a big team or a big league was to invest some money in the FGC and the FGC stops showing their fucking ass because sometimes they be like treating it like it's an extreme sport and saying whatever they want do whatever they want I, I feel like it. there's money in FGC but it's the only thing we have to change the narrative and I think 
maybe that's why the FGC hates the FGC now. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Like the new FGC loves the FGC because there's all these access to these games, and these games are starting to become more beginner friendly. But then the older FGC kind of hates the FGC because it's not what it was. And it's like you have oh. to find this hybrid because if we if we're conflict uh, galaxy, you're one of those people that love fighting games and you'll play any fucking fighting game. And I, I appreciate I appreciate people like that because that that makes the community better. But then there's these OGs, these triple OGs. Oh, I need car cancels and I need one frame links and all this shit. And it's like cool, that's cool. But I gotta play neutral against Sonic fucking Fox, so I'm not trying to do all that shit. To be honest with you, if I can get to a point where I get better and I can do that shit, cool. But if I'm not, I can't even get in the door to fight Sonic Fox if I can't learn a simple combo I can't learn a simple hit confirm or something like that like it's just about getting people through the door and like that's what I'm saying so if we hate the FGC everybody else already hates the FGC because it's looked at as hard like the it's, 2K it's, the it's 2K league is not looking the 2K league is not looked at as hard you just gotta make the right build and learn your character that Madden's not looked at as hard I mean it is a hard sport and a hard game to master but it's not looked at as hard Call gotcha. of Duty everybody feels like they could, they're the best in Call of Duty at Fortnite when that was big everybody felt like they could get number one wins of Fortnite and shit like that. Hell, they they were giving million dollars on a Fortnite tournament, and they gave you a PC with a setup and a monitor. You know how many times we have to bring monitors that somebody's monitor that they probably kept in their basement, ain't touching fucking two years, and it's not updated, not optimized, not have the right hertz, so you fucking can't react on that motherfucker. Like we not even find the same fight because people are not looking at it as the same sport, and that's the craziest thing is because like I I would argue. FGC could probably be the hardest fucking video game. I could argue that. As far as a competitive video game, I could argue that. And the only reason why I say I could argue that, too, is because, yeah, you're dealing with the same things. You're dealing with the same things in every game. And, like, you know, the game, the beauty of video games is, like, it's not like a fight, like, to compare it to fighting. Fighting game. Like I could, you could, me and you could be fighting. You could be whooping my ass, but I could just grip my teeth on some rocky shit. Just <sighs> determination. As long as I don't physically get knocked out, I could keep going. And after C game, you can't do that, bro. If that shit six frames, that shit six frames. Ain't nothing gonna change that, bro. <laughs> if I can't, you know, get the proper spacing to punish you when you throw out a button, I, I am fucked. There is nothing I can do. It's over. And like we just have it's, to change that narrative and like hope that it's it's bigger than that. Like okay. It's like that part is cool, right? And like, mm -hmm. um, so so on that narrative, right? So like the hard thing, right? So so you got the FGC that you know that that's always gonna be a cycle. Like, oh, this game is gonna be like easier than the next, or blah blah blah, right? That that um that part is gonna be irrelevant, right? Because like I'm gonna be honest with you, right? Because like unfortunately the way things work, e even in like any gaming series, right? It's like. In order for you to get new blood, you have to lose new blood. That's that's how the philosophy I see it because you can't please everybody. It's just what it is. Of um, two, all right. So, um, I mean, that's literally short and simple on that part. Um, the other part, like the biggest issue with the FGC, like when it comes to the esports thing, like because we're not. I'm gonna say it like it is. Uh, we're not truly there. There's only certain people that's there. I'm gonna uh, and I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. But like on the more important note. The problem with the FGC is they want their ice cream and eat it too. Like that, that's no, they want their cake and eat ice cream. They, they, they want to have them both. So what I mean by this, right? It's like they want grassroots and they want the esports that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Like you, ju you just can't. And just like you said, you know, they want to show their ass and say whatever they want and not hold themselves accountable for it. But like 
you you had these organizations that's trying to give us money and all this other stuff. You you kind of have to like hold your tongue sometimes. Like you gotta have to basically like chill out. And like nobody wants to do that. Like people want to like talk reckless and say all this stuff. And it's like you could go about talking shit and not and be kind of professional about it without being stupid and offending people. You could do that. It's not hard. But you got people that still stuck in their ways back in the nineties when like. You know, it was okay to hate on plaid players. Like, literally, like, that's just, I'm not telling no lies. Like, you ask any OG, like, plaid players would basically looked upon this stuff that was just basically gruesome in the FGC. And, like, the arcades, like, people, um, I, I remember, like, Arturo Lilly, uh, told a story how he was, like, whole gunpoint playing a, a video game in the arcade or whatever, like, you know, it's like things like that, you know, they, they just want to be reckless and be esports. Like, you can't do that. Like, you have to have some type of middle ground. And then, um, I feel like they're very immature when it comes to, like, somebody interviewing them, right? Like, like you know, in sports, they in some sports, they interview the winner and the loser, right? And it's like, oh, I don't want to talk after I loss of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dog, if you want this esports shit, you got to come, you got to take what comes with it, dog. You want, well, you, you want, I mean, uh, some, some of that's messy sometimes, though, because it's like, uh, there's a there's an art to it. I feel like in an exhibition or like a, say a first to ten or something like that. Then yeah, you should. I think both sides get interviewed because that was a grueling set and like there's a there's a lesson to be learned from both perspectives. But it's like you know I, something that the UFC used to do. I'm glad they don't do this shit no more. Is like they would have Joe Rogan interview somebody that just got knocked smooth the fuck out. A nigga don't even know what day it is. Why are you asking him a question about what happened? What went wrong? Clearly you saw what went wrong. He don't remember what went wrong. And then you go talk to him about it. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. So that's what I'm saying is like, if you're shitting the bed and you barely, like you barely lose the Sonic Fox, you're gonna replay that scenario over ten times in your head. I don't really like that interview too. I, I feel like. Like, there's money to be made, and I feel like the FGC should be able to make that money, but it's just like we have to figure something out because there's nothing that... There's nothing that the league players, the CSGO players, the Call of Duty players, there's nothing that they're doing that the FGC can't do. There's literally nothing. I would argue the FGC has more personalities as far as I'm concerned. That's, and yeah, and I I can possibly agree with that. Like I can't I can't fully agree because like I um not because I want to disagree. It's like I don't know the other sides of like you know the shooting game or whatever the case may be. Right? It's like I can't really fully agree, but I can I can definitely see that. Right? But like the they're cool with, people, but I I had never mm -hmm. seen someone that had like they they look cool. They like they some small motherfuckers like Overwatch League, all that stuff. They look cool. They come out, they nicely dressed, got the fresh J's, got the clean okay. teeth, and they cool. But they don't have a like I, as far as playing wise, I never seen a personality. I would say the streamers that play those games have more of a personality than they do. But FTC, I've yeah, seen the personality. Maybe that's because I'm biased and I, I've got to see them more in like different lights. But mm -hmm. you you get to see that out of the players because seeing like I'm gonna use Nate Shot as an example. I know how he hasn't played it in competitively in a long time, but like when he was on Optic Gaming, Nate Shot you might see him maybe once, maybe once, maybe twice. I don't know how the old Call of Duty team tournaments went, but maybe you would only see him twice. So like you you get to see him in the perfect limelight, whether it's team win or lose, because he's with his team. Where think about it, if we're at a tournament and say it's a weekend tournament, 
And even if and even if the Nate shot thing is true, say you see Nate shot like maybe once or twice that whole weekend, mm-hmm. you're gonna see Punk like six, seven times. As long as Punk is winning, you're gonna see him a lot because there's the pools. Because obviously he's one of the main players, so you want to see him on stream. So you might see him twice at his pools, then he wins his pools, then you see him into the top 64, top 32, things of that nature. You'll see him twice there. Then you'll see him on a Sunday if he makes top eight. Like you're, you're septic to see more of these players, and then that's where you could develop that bond. And I, I just, I feel like, yeah, I, I just, I just honestly feel like people just look at that. You see, it's hard. It's really what it is. Yeah, that too, and yeah, we we need to. Some of us need to let those egos go. That's another thing too, True. man. Like I'm gonna be honest. I agree with that. Like that 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 shit gotta go. Cause like that, like just some of the old heads not trying to like um hold themselves accountable, saying um the things got easier, taking like discredit to people, and then you got um the other half like you know like interest just being immature like we got to get rid of some of that like um until then you know we're just going to be halfway at the door but like i i have faith that in a few years that we will be truly esports definitely because like you know people you know people do mess with us you know you know they 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 like what they see on the screen like even on stuff we get numbers like you know but at the same time unless we want to move forward we we had to like we had to sacrifice things, and I think right now we're just not willing to sacrifice anything, really. Like, we're just trying to keep it grassroots and try to be esports, but we can't have both. We just, we just can't. Like, I think we're going to have grassroots. Oh, go ahead. My bad. I was just going to say, too, I think it's like, like, just thinking out loud, it's, we need more, we need more games that could cater to everybody. I know, I know everybody don't like that word because it's like I like what I like, but like you said, you're not gonna be able to please everybody. And because FGC, and that's the thing is like when I said the FGC hates the FGC, it's true. The FGC does yeah. hate the FGC because like no, I agree fully with that because it's it's, it, it, it's separated. Like Smash is its own thing. Street Fighter Five is really it's its own thing. Tekken has kind of blown up and blossomed, and you let us see it. But like NRS is its own thing. Dragon Ball was his own thing. Dragon Ball brought worlds together, and I think that was great. And shit, hopefully, Strive does the same thing. I think Strive, Strive, to you know, to make a hot take. You know, what I'm saying if I had a clip, you know, if I you know had the editor and all the, the fancy shit I could make, I would make this a hot clip, and I would say Strive might be the shit to bring us all together because Strive might have everything that everybody wants. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. Well, if you want to talk about Strive, I, I got. Yeah, it's 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 a double edged sword for Strive to be honest for me anyway. Really? Okay, fuck it. I know what I'm saying that was the next topic anyway, but I was gonna transition to that. But since we here, talk about it. Why is it a double edged sword? First of all, actually, actually, hold on. Sorry, sorry. I want to know what character you play so I can judge you. Oh, Giovanna. Yeah, of course I play Giovanna. You know, like, oh, just be, just to be sure not to be like low key political. Like, look, I'm just glad I can able to play a black girl in the game. Thank you, Jesus. A good looking one too, because she looked like she need me. I'm just saying, she looked like she need me. Uh, All right, well, who would be your second secondary? You got a secondary? Oh no, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not taking it all too serious. Like, but like, I'm still competing everything else. But uh. I'm just playing Giovanna. Like, unless Jam comes in the game and like I like her in the game, that's the only person I'm playing. Like, I, I just like I said, I'm I'm kind of like semi playing it competitively until something else comes aboard. But I like the game. Is Giovanna cool? Would you want a spoiler? 
What, what about uh no nah, i already know uh yeah the leaks yeah i, I know okay. she's coming in uh, yeah uh yeah that, honestly so my characters right now is giovanna uh kai i want to learn milia and then i i was I, shit i kind of want to learn angie and then, you know i kind of want to play everybody a little bit but obviously i want to I actually learn them and like do some cool shit with giovanna first so i'm trying to like really really learn her but i if jam especially if she's the character that comes out in july because it's either gonna be her or Jacko. Uh, I, I not July, excuse me, August. Sorry. Uh, I really want to learn Jam because I, I want to play her in older games, but you know it was kind of a hard character. And I didn't understand Get the Gear, but since I love Strive and I'm willing to put in the work for Strive, and Strive's newer, and she might not be as complicated as she was in the past. I, I'm ready. Regardless if she's hard, she could be the hardest character in the game. She could be the easiest character in the game. I'm ready to play some Jam. Damn. My bad. Go with what you were saying. Um, so I'm gonna be honest. So I feel like Guilty Gear more so took off because of his netcode more than the actual game. Cause like I think the game is solid, right? But like, um, because people like are so like into the new game and it's like a breath of fresh air because it's a game, a fighting game with good netcode, right? Mm -hmm. Like people kind of like, uh, kind of, kind of kind of like low-key ignoring certain things but it's like at the same time like i said i'm just happy there's a new fighting game that everybody's happy with they got good neck like good rollback you know we can actually play people from out of the countries um but on the other hand it's like it's still guilty gear and i feel like i don't know if people are really gonna stick with this game or not because like um the fact that it's still guilty gear and like i feel like the game uh once the game evolving like because i think the game's like not beginner friendly at all um, once you get to the core of the game, which I think I don't think the uh, dice game tried to, because I I saw um, certain people say this game is not Guilty Gear, which I was one of them at first. But like the more I start experimenting with the game, and I'm like, yeah, I think once people like really understand how to use the RC system and all this other stuff, it's got the game's gonna get really really hard. Um, so yeah, that's literally my take on it. But I'm like, I'm not sure. Like like I said, I feel like the the, the hype is literally because it's a new game and really the rollback, but like the game, I think is solid. But like, whether people are gonna stay with it, I'm not sure. Like, so, and you you could attest to this. That's actually great that you made Giovanna because like you might be able to feel hey, know exactly what I'm talking about. Where, like, you know what I'm talking about with like with, with the character because obviously like we both play the character, and I feel like Strive is a good game. And like it is kind of like we'll see where it goes, especially especially if they're doing what they're doing. Uh, spoiler alerts for the leak: Jam is the only character returning. All the other characters are gonna be relatively new. I guess Jacko is like a new, older character, but the other three are the, the three characters in the story mode, so they're gonna be relatively new. So those characters could be nuts. If those characters, if those three new characters are like say soul and leo when it comes to gameplay where they can just pretty much do whatever the fuck they want and play their game the way they want to well leo i, I feel like he's got I, i'm gonna be honest like uh i don't think leo's the bigger threat i think he's a threat for right now because nobody knows what's going on Lily, right now the only two that's playing their own game is literally soul and ram like everybody else is kind of like strong but those only two that's like playing their own game but respectfully i feel like leo's right there just because of like at least maybe in the giovanna matchup and kai but i was playing against some of my friends and they're like they're new to guilty gear but they they already have solid leos and i'm just like jesus christ i don't know what the hell to do against this game it's just like um it's like like the thing about leo is like 
though it makes him strong is like once he hits you, you know, you gotta guess, but it's like it's it's certain matches he's like hard to get because like think about again like even his stance is fast as fuck too like yeah like he, he he's doing literally the same thing like he does in Exer but like obviously it's because like it's stronger now because Strive kind of like tones certain things down about from Exer but um from what I'm getting I feel like once people figure out how to actually fight him he's not gonna do as well because like there wasn't even that many like Leo's doing work right now it's like if you really like see the characters doing right. Now it's like, um, fuck! It's literally just been Soul and Ram, and then a, sla- a splash familiar. And even Giovanna's been doing mo- better than most Leos right now. Ooh, that's. Uh, ooh, I don't uh, know. Giovanna, G- G- nah, for, for real. Like, um, they, there was that. Like, most of the time when you see Top Eight right now, you see Giovanna there. Like, Giovanna's really strong. Like, yeah, there might be one, strong. but you think better than Leo, and also May exists, bro. Like, I don't know. Oh, wait, better, better. Uh. I don't know. Like I said, I think they're all in the same tier. Cause like Giovanna, like Giovanna is really good. Like she, she has some of the best whip punches in the game. Her mix is really strong once you know how to use RC. Cause like I said, I've been labbing the character hard. Her damage is insane. Um, I think the, the hardest fa- part is like unless you like really get a good anti, which it is hard to get a good anti in this game. It feels like if I'm not, especially as Giovanna, it feels like if I'm not playing, if I'm not press, uh, if I'm shit. not pressing six P, it's kind of a waste. The, the uppercut's good too. The uppercut literally low profiles uh, jump ins. It's like you get a literally like if you get that off, like you literally get a, like a half life conversion. Literally. Uh, then that, yeah, like, I guess she- I gotta be better with that because I guess you gotta look for it too. Cause I know it's like nah, it's, trying to play. It's hard to optimize. Yeah, like trying to play. Like I feel like if I wasn't utilizing too heavy slash, like it, it was like a long day to get like a decent combo. Or so, something like so that. the character is Lily. She's strong. At ver- she's very strong at whip punishing. Uh, she's very strong at like Lily moving around the screen. So like you gotta like kind of move around more than usual. Like, but it's her her strengths outweighs her weakness. Like I don't feel like um. She she like gets decimated by anybody like because she's just that solid like she she like Lily as a solid character in that tier she has everything a character needs because like even if somebody outranges you like once you get once you get in you stay in and it's like um the fact they have to like watch where they throw their buttons against you is pretty strong because like again like she the fact that her moves get more momentum because of her dash um it's not that hard to really whip punish people but again it's like. Um, optimize Giovanna is really strong because like, and it's really hard to get to that point because like, yeah, like also you gotta remember she probably got one of the best two Ds in the game, which is the dust with the dog, mm-hmm. really good. Has yeah, like, a really good range. Yeah. Um, not to mention the counter hit, like the damage you get off a of counter is like damn near half your life because like, um, um, in order for you to really get her things going and her combos, you have to like, I recommend people use the macro, which is like the dash. Um. Like if you have a button for the dash and understand how to use that and optimize, like she she does a lot of damage. A lot. I mean a lot. Like but again, that's that's my opinion on Giovanna. Like I think she's really strong. But again, like if you talk about cages that's really strong right now, it's literally like Ram Ram and Soul. Definitely Soul. Soul is probably the best in the game right now, and maybe a splash familiar, but that's just my opinion on Amelia, but for sure, if you ask anybody like about the game right now, like people are literally like looking at Soul and Ram because they're just playing their own game, and, I, and that's just me being honest. And I can agree with that. And it's it's funny too because like I would feel like honestly, I would have some some characters higher than those. Like I feel like Ram and Soul. Like yeah, you could argue that. I, personally, I would have Soul first, maybe Leo, and then Ram. 
with the maze up there as well. And I, I don't have a million as high as you do, but I guess I haven't really played against a lot. And since she's like such a, since I, I do watch a lot of LK, and LK says like, yeah, she's a set play character. Like you have to like really set shit up, and like also LK is like one of the best millions in the world. So like, oh yeah, wait, no, actually, my bad. I know, I know, uh, I said was better than uh, Leo. Uh, Chip, Chip is another sleeper. Like people are talking about. Um, Chip, Chip is ridiculous. Like that's and the character is actually ridiculous. <laughs> well, that character also depends on like how good the chip is, because Chip could get fucked up. Chip gets like. Like, man, Chip be getting touched and he dies. But some of the stuff I've been seeing, I, I guess, because it's like the beta, I played against a lot of chips and a lot of millions in this and there. But now, like, when the game came out, I, I played it a few times online and I, I barely go against the chip. I barely go against Amelia, barely go against the fraud, uh, Foss. Because, cause, like, because that's, that's the, that's the, um, that's the thing about those characters, they're hard. You know what happens True. with hard characters? Because, like, like, look at Minot. Minot barely played Street Fighter Five because he's hard. But, like, that doesn't... Because, like, here's the thing, right? Season 3, Minot, right? Minot was undeniably stupid. Right. But why is that... Like, but why is that that there's ones that stick out versus those? Because he's hard. Because, like, in order for you to be successful, you have to actually put in the work. And, like, Milia and Tip are in those situations where, like, Soul, you don't really need real tech because, like, he, he kind of just plays the game for you. Or Chip and them, you Chip and Millie, you have to be good. That's a fact. Like that, I agree. Like Leo, right? Like I said, Leo right now is just a gimmick until like we actually fight the character for real. Like, cause like we're still in the stage of like all of us suck right now. Let's 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 be completely honest. Of course. <laughs> I agree. You know? with that. But it, it's giving me that itch, and I feel like that's a good game. Like the last game. I, so I, I enjoyed Mortal Kombat 11, but the last game to give me the itch where I'm like, all right, I'm having fun practicing or I'm starting to think of ideas while I'm at work or I get to think of ideas while I'm about to take a nap is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. So Strive's giving me that same feel of like ideas and stuff that I have in my head of like what I want to do. So hopefully it stays and like you learn I more. I, I, I like... I just I'm just waiting for people to 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 pull out the tech though, because then that's like that's what was scaring me about fighters until I started playing trunks and I started playing more of the unique uh, characters because it was like uh, or no actually excuse me it was MK11 not fighters but still fighters too but I was playing MK11 and I'm like watching some of the pros I'm like ah, what are they doing like. All right, they're better at blocking, they're better at attacking. But all right, what, what are they doing? Like, what are they doing with the characters so I can learn some shit? And I'm like, right. oh, they're barely doing anything I wouldn't do. Like, they're not playing. You know what I mean? Like, that's and that's kind of why I'm getting with Strive. Obviously, it's super, super new, so I could I, I could take it with a grain of salt. But I'm like, I'm like looking at the Giovannas because I see Tokido's playing Giovanna, and I'm like, oh shit, I, I need to learn. I need to know what they're doing. I'm like, oh. I wish I wish uh, um, I wish I knew that Giovanni that Chris Cass was talking about because like um, right now uh, in the U.S. the um the only Giovanni I've been looking at like there's two is like not enough damage and uh, flux the Marvel player like he his his Giovanni is really good because like uh, I don't know if you watch Hook Game God stream but like uh, him him and Flux is playing a long set and his Giovanni is really good 
His Giovanni's like really, really good. You might, like, have, to, you might have to link me to that one because I seen uh, his Giovanna versus Punk in a set, like a first or two on YouTube, but I didn't know. Yeah. I haven't seen Because I, I tried to, like, I watched that set and I was like, damn, he does got a nice ass Giovanna. I was like, all right, man, I'm about to Kakashi his shit. Oh, but uh, but also, I, I, like, when I looked up his YouTube stuff, he didn't have it. So. Oh, also, uh, to be on the lookout for him and, like, uh, I'll give you his. Uh, Twitter later after after this, right? Uh another one that's uh Giovanni has slept on right now, Omnix. Um he's a native of Louisiana. Um his Giovanna's looking really crisp right now. I think I think um he's gonna do really good in this game. Okay. Like his Giovanna's actually ridiculous. Okay, I'm not um, I'm it. probably gonna be I'm probably gonna be learning some stuff from him Friday. So like um so be on the lookout for him because like and also um no fact of why I say that to him because like a few clips he like he got um his convert like he's literally been making tech for the character a little bit and um he's he actually had a video not too recently recently on Twitter that had, like a, a shit ton of views and likes. Um from a conversion, like he, he, I think he was like at forty or thirty percent. Like the guy was at thirty percent life, and he, um, he had an air die. It was a jump. It was jump K. It was JK, and uh, he converted a full combo to the wall and he killed him. And it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, I forgot what KD did, did it to, but that conversion was like really sick. And um, it was, it was a conversion I never seen nobody do it like in the NA at the moment. But uh, also he is also was a strong PB tag player who also he was like the like high Lene player in BB tags. Like I'm not gonna be surprised he's becomes like one of these Giovannas in this like in this in this um in this country. Like this Giovanna's looking right really strong right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah you're gonna definitely have to send me those uh Twitters after this and all that stuff so I can look at that tech and stuff like yeah. that. But one thing that I want to get into uh real quickly what is your favorite fighting game because every time i'm on twitter and every time there's a new fighting game coming out i see black and galaxy like yo this game looks sick i'm about to play this game da, 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 da. and i'm like you would think like all right this one this nigga don't got enough time for that I, I don't believe that and then two he's actually decent at all the games you fucking play so i'm always shocked like god damn how does he make all this time for all these games and i uh, have one how do you play all these games so i'll and then maybe you did tell me earlier in the pre-production that like yo I, I don't think that'd be a hard question to ask so I'm gonna ask you a company and then you tell me your favorite fighting game so NRS NRS Injustice 1 uh, I'm really? gonna be honest I, yeah personally me alright so like I said um, this is the only one I'm gonna have an explanation for like I'm not too heavy in NRS like don't get me wrong I do play NRS games but, like it's not my favorite but um, on the note I think um, Injustice one of my favorite because I felt um, the game was just very unique for one two I felt like it was close to um, like a Street Fighter game and I felt um, the only problem I had with the game was it was kind of stiff when it comes to the movie and I'm talking about specifically one compared to two right but um the only thing that really made that game stupid as in like pretty bad but good at the same time but fun was like um the interactables are unblockable obviously like nobody liked that shit at all um what else i did oh yeah the uh the fact that like you know the characters that were like top tier were like too overly powered like you know martian manhunter batgirl batman um aquaman 
Zod, you know, those characters, those characters kind of like fucked over that game. But overall, like if that game had one more patch and like fixed the actual process of that game, I think it would have been the best interest game, period. And I don't think anybody would disagree with me on that. I say that like with my like wholeheartedly with my chest. <laughs> I respect it, but I definitely like Injustice 2 more than Injustice 1, to be honest with you. Hey, I, I respect it. Well, cause I, mean, it, I, I, I felt I like that game, some like, characters, like, obviously it was a legacy game, so some characters obviously got a better quality of life changes, yeah. and, like, I, if you could just combine some of those characters, like, if they could, like, enhance the characters that were in Justice 1, made them better in Justice 2, and then keep the characters they had in Justice 2, because Blue, to me, like, Blue Beetle's fun as hell, Firestorm's fun as hell, like, they I added mean, some really good characters. The Turtles are fun. My problem with the game was like a lot of the archetypes felt the same and like there was not that many characters that did like too much different from each other and like the ones that were special were just like bad like for instance like Gorilla Grodd and Black Canary there's a few others I can name but like um where it just is like yeah they were bad because it's just like those characters were just overly par because I mean let's be honest like NRS I don't think Black Canary was bad but uh okay but what i mean all right that's the I think thing, she was right? bad like, for the meta like she couldn't there you go yeah exactly because like why play her over batman because like her and batman literally did the same thing that's because like yeah. like like let's be honest right like um like the only difference between batman and her is that he can zone that's it <laughs> that shit that made a big difference in injustice too yeah, that's like, that's one thing I didn't like about it is like the screen was so big and I'm talking, bro. I I genuinely believe that like my Injustice Two, like fully. I didn't play no tournaments for Injustice Two, but my because I actually hated it. Like it's funny how I like it more than Injustice Two, but that or Injustice One, but that is my worst NRS experience because I swear to God I played against none but Deadshots, Black Adams, and Supermans and Batmans. That was literally all or oh. or Supergirl. My bad. I would occasionally get the Supergirl. Like I would oh, yeah, be shocked. To get a Wonder Woman. By the way, the only and another reason I did not like it, I didn't like what they did with Wonder Woman at all. Cause like she was so cool as an archetype in one, and he just fucked her over and just made her a bootleg Captain America for Marvel. Didn't make any sense to me. But like, yeah, that's only all my takes on Injustice 2 personally. But like I said, I uh I, uh like I said, I I really Injustice 2 is kind of made to be compared to one. Just but like I said, I don't think it's a bad game. Like I I play worse. Okay, so then what is your favorite Capcom game? Um, I say there's two on that one. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom, the very first one, and Capcom versus SNK 2. Oh, wait, no, 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 I lie. Actually, Rival Schools is my favorite. My bad. Um, but they get three titles like Marvel Schools, Marvel vs. Capcom 1, and Capcom vs. SNK 2. Those are my three favorites. Like, I like them all equally. Hmm. I'm not mad at those pick at all. And I mean, shit, Capcom has such a wide catalog that it, it's really hard to pick, honestly. Exactly. Because I like Dark Suckers as well, but like, I think those three stand out for me the most. Like, I love them, all three of them, just the same. And I have to get into those fighting games one of these days because, like I said, I, I didn't grow up on Capcom, so I have to get back uh, to that side. But my favorite Capcom yeah. is uh, Third Strike. Third Strike. Third Strike was good. I like Third Strike. That's just too sick to me. I don't know why. It probably didn't help because then that's when I was getting into my YouTube side. And then, like, one of my first FGC YouTubers was Maximilian, if you want to count him that. And then him yeah. seeing him play Third Strike. And then I actually got Third Strike and then started playing Third Strike. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this this is shit. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's also my favorite Street Fighter title. Um, What about Arxis System Works? Arxis, that's hard. Um... So I played I played Lily Every Blaze Blue. 
I played most of the Guilty Gears. Um, man, Arxis, that's kind of hard. Um, if you have to ask me, it's out of two games um, that I played. Uh, I actually like um, Exert and all right, Exert, BB Tag, and I see. Wait, I, I forgot if um, wait if 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 we talk about if I think Undernight is part of Arxis, I'm not sure, cause like. Well, yeah, I believe so. I believe about, so. Oh well, if it, if you talk about favorite, I say Undernight. Like uh, undoubtedly Undernight, and then I say uh, Exert, and then I say BB Tag personally. Uh. Yeah, I like I like Undernight the most. Like which is why I like I was kind of mad. Um, CEO don't have it because I, I actually wanted to play in my favorite. Well, I wanted to play my first Undernight tournament. Um, all fine, but uh, we'll we'll see when that ever happens if they bring another one. But Undernight is probably like the sickest one I picked up personally. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, for me, I, I might have some bias, especially some recency bias, but I would say Dragon Ball Fighters, and then I would say Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters was like, yeah, I always liked that game casually more than competitive. Like, I, I just kind of like had a love hate relationship with that game, but I think it was a fun game overall. I mean, I don't know. I'm always on the side of like, I see why people would hate it, and obviously the netcode wasn't great, but. I can't less about Nico. That was cool. That's whatever to me. Like it's I play worse. Watching watching the pros play and like seeing the upper echelon of that game, I was like, the game's not like scrubby. Because i I know how everybody their mama wants to say it's a scrubby game and they hate no, it's, it's not. It's I I think like I said, as much as I don't like okay, I don't bo- I can I put this the best way I can. Like I don't really care for the philosophy of the game, but when I say scrubby, no. Um I just think there's one thing scrubby about the game, and that's Super Dash. That's about it. But other than that, I feel like you have to have a, a deep understanding of how Dragon Ball works. But the um, reason why I see uh, Super Dash is scrubby because it tells you to play your own game, and it's like literally a move that's homing that uh, gives you a full combo. Um, yes, you can't 2H it, but the fact that it's still kind of an accessible tool that anybody got access to, and it's like you get a full combo for it, it's kind of kind of dumb as hell. Um, and um, the second mechanic—I forgot about. Wait, I, I don't even know how I forgot about this second mechanic. The tagging mechanic is actually the dumbest thing about the game too. But other than that, I think the I think the game's fine. Wait, why? Uh, you, wait, whoa! Why you say that? The tag mechanic—that's the easy one. Like it's literally super dash. Like you cannot react to tagging in. Like it's literally super dash if you're tagging in. Like think about it. Like when you—I mean, you, you can tag- react on offline. Like it's no, nah, no, it, that, you can. No, like like I said, you have to. You had to predict it. You like people don't react to it. It's like predict because like because like here's the thing, right? So like people tag out if they're in trouble or they cover behind it, but that's not reacting. That's read because it's just as fast as a, as a super dash. Where if you play a regular tag game, um, if you touch somebody on block, you're unsafe. Like Marvel, you're not gonna get away with tagging in that game. Like you have to really watch how you tag. But because on block, it's plus because it's basically a super dash. On incoming, you can literally do backdash and have a mind game after that. So that's what makes it scrubby. Because you literally use the move that literally you just came in and it's plus. And it's like, well, now, here's the thing. Yes, if you do read it, you can't punish it. But the fact that it's letting it set, like, because, like, when you think about, like, a scrubby mechanic, it's like accessibility and a fuck it tool that literally everybody can do it. You can just kind of throw it out there. It's 
Super Dash and that is kind of like that. But overall, like I said, that's the only thing. That's the only I, thing. I, I agree with your Super Dash take, but I, I don't know. I never really looked at tag like that. I guess I, I didn't have an issue, but that, you know, to each own. I, I can't be mad at that. Um, yeah. So like, because I don't know. I love fighters. I don't know if I want to see a fighters too. I think I'd rather see him to tackle another anime, but that's also because I'm a fan of multiple animes. Same. Yeah, I, but, I would like to see that. I, but, like see I mean, that. if they did it, Fighters 2, that's really, I don't know what they would add to. And then the funny thing, too, about, like, Super Dash is, like, if I'm playing against someone I'm better than or someone I can fight against, my neutral is good. But when I play against someone better than me, I don't, I guess that's the probably the argument there is I don't really have a neutral. I tend to Super Dash more. So if I can learn to play neutral, Super Dash is really not, it's not really that crazy of a thing. Um, what about Bandai Namco? Bandai Namco, uh, well, they did mostly, they did mostly, um, arena fighters, but, um, it's out of, it's out of Soul Calibur and Tekken, um, to be, to be quite frank, it's, it's hard to say, um, out of these two, it's out of Soul Calibur 2 and Tekken 5. I, I don't really care for seven too much. It's I think those games are okay, but five was I think five was like the golden era of Tekken, in my opinion. Mm, I would say for me, Tekken Tag Two. Tekken Tag Two was great. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, that game was bad, but that shit was fun as hell. I'm not gonna lie to you, dog. Great pick. I think uh, it's a great pick. I mean, you can't to be to be honest with you. You can't tell me it's bad because I never knew it was bad. So I'm gonna just act like I didn't hear that shit. It's never oh, been wait, bad. Wait, 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 wait. Look, listen, listen. But here's the thing. Bad doesn't mean not fun. Because, like, Marvel, those games are bad. And I love those games. Because, mm. <laughs> like, the things you do in those games, it's like, yeah, this should not be in a fighting game. But it's like, this game's so fun because it's, it's fucked up. Not to mention, like Marvel it. got a lot of, like... Like exactly broken, not, not even unblocked broken stupid shit like I think Marvel vs. Capcom 2 had some glitch where Gambit if you like picked him as your second character but you hit this special button he comes out and he does a one frame link like one frame button automatic like it, that was a weird game like the fact that that game was so broken is kind of fascinating to me but I, I mean I love it it's, I, it's I respect fun, it's it fun though right cause it's broken cause you, that's the part you like about the game cause that's the same way I felt about Tech Attack so, 1 yeah, and 2 I, I, but no if I don't know that shit like you pick Gambit as your second character and then you start to round off up close and personal and you hit me with a one frame button and I like lose half my health I might slap shout at you in real life if I didn't know that <laughs> like yeah that, that shit it's pretty tragic. Yeah. Uh, what are some hobbies you have outside of that, GC? Uh, so I I actually like watching anime, of course. Uh, I like playing basketball. I like um I like going out to movies a lot. Um, going out to eat, of course. Uh, I like I actually started playing card games again. Which talk about like you know, uh, I play I picked up this game called uh Carvite Vanguard, and uh, I like playing uh a lot of adventure games. Like you know, I I actually like playing Pokemon a lot. Uh, what else, man? It's it's a lot of things I do. Uh, outside, uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Like I'm just basically like a regular guy outside. Like I just like doing regular stuff, like basketball and stuff like that, and um, movies, things like that. What are some uh, animes you like? Uh, man, it's a lot. Cause like I literally started watching um Nagatoro. Like uh, cause like um to be specific, I have a category. Like I like watching action anime. Uh, some harem, called, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> harem, supernatural. Sometimes, some sports anime, depending on what it is. Like, uh, 
Denver Cock, like not not Denver. I, I said I'm stupid. Um, I, I mean I saw a Keegan and uh Baki the Grappler Ippo. Well, I used to watch Ippo. I kind of just stopped because it was too long. Um, I kind of just recently been watching. Uh, I I I gotta catch back up on Hero My Hero Academia. Uh, Megalo Box. I need to watch the new remake of Shaman King. Uh, I need to get to Fire Force, but yeah, I, I watch a lot of anime. Like it's a little too much sometimes. Oh yeah, and uh, Carp Fight Vanguard. I've been watching the anime for that. The card game I'm playing re- like right now. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah, I need to pick up Doctor Stone too. That's another anime I want to pick up. Like it's, it's a lot. Uh, I'm looking at a lot. I'm watching basically. The hardest part for me is like my schedule is pretty hectic. So like this is pretty much how like I hit you up of like when we was gonna record this around eight. Like nigga, this is my day starts. So I haven't really been watching as much anime as I like to because I've been like it's exhausted. And like no, don't get me wrong, certain animes I like sub only. Like Demon Slayer, I like sub. Jujutsu Kaisen, like sub. But I, I like both. And at yeah. night, at, at night, I'm be honest with you. If I watch anime at night, I'm probably gonna watch the shit dub because I'm too tired to read all that shit. <laughs> I'm, gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it real. I think I think it's pretty stupid how people like compare dub to sub. I mean, I think both. I like I said, I even watch. Dragon Ball in dub and suck like um known fact I actually used to so before like Budokai you know the Budokai's for PS2 right mm-hmm. cause uh you remember we went on the PS1 cause like not all the uh games came out for uh PS1 in America so like I I, I personally grew up on both the English dub and the English like the, the Japanese dub sub and the English dub so like I kinda just grew up on both so, like I never understood like the whole war between English dub and sub. I I I personally never cared about. It. When I look at that shit, I'm like, dude, just watch both and see how you like, or you know, whatever voice. Cause like, there's some voices I like better in Japanese than I do English, and English better in Japanese. Like, for instance, Dragon Ball, I actually like Trunks' voice better in Japanese more than his English voice. I actually like, um, I actually like self. I, I love self voice in um Japanese more than his English, and uh, obviously I like Goku better in English. And I like Piccolo better in English. I, I personally like Ocean Dub um, Piccolo better than um, Funimation Dub personally. But you know, and I my my personal favorite dub, um, and I don't even care for this character as much. Uh, Vegeta's dub in Japanese ridiculous. I, I think I think he has one of the best like dub like sub oh Japanese voices in in the series in my opinion. But like. You know, I always just kind of been a diverse guy when it came to that. I think what it is too is like, like. Like, think about it. Spanish is a sexy language. Like, there's no one that's really, you know what I mean? Like, outside of a thick Spanish accent, there's no one that really can make Spanish sound bad. I feel like there's not that American accent. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not that default accent because every time I think of it, you think of a Texas, like, old, yes, like, sir. white, Western man. I'm like, ah, I reckon, y'all get away from it. And, like, you always hear those kind of, vo- you always hear those kind of corny voices in dubs. And I feel like that's where it stands out. And, not saying dubs don't perform the best, but it just it's I think it's just one of those things where we're so used to and accustomed to the voices that you could kind of hear someone's like acting where where like, you know, in some Japanese dubs, like that nigga sound like like Goku sound like Goku like that. Like he sound like he really said that. But obviously it's a female and as a female does the voice and stuff like that, which is amazing and fascinating. But it's just like. Certain thing and certain things too is like I grew up on like 
I like watching Naruto dub because I just like the voices in dub. I felt like some people I feel like they didn't miss, and then some people I feel like like even like well, I'm a big One Piece fan. A lot of the One Piece voices are pretty good in dub. Now not every character is dubbed, and then One Piece is one of those series that's so goddamn big and so long that they have it done a dub and have it caught up. So I started watching sub. So I started getting accustomed to the sub, and now I'm okay with the sub because sometimes I just don't want I can't hear it like. And my hey, my, my hero is one of those ones where I could go back and forth. Like there's something hey, that I could go back and forth. Um, you know something? You technically we got three dubs for uh. Well, when it comes to America, we technically got three uh three dubs. So I'm interested. I I've listened to some of the Funimation dub, but like uh you remember their um four kids had a their kind of own dub too because like the the. The um, the movie we know in Funimation versus the four kids one is totally different. Wait, wait, like, I try, I try to, re- I try to re- like implement, re get that on my brain because I, 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 I truly, I, not to, not to cut you off, but I truly fucking feel like a motherfuckers think that's what one motherfuckers think of one piece of is the four kids done and four kids really i just i don't want to blame this company because this company did nothing wrong they just tried to took a challenge but they really did fuck up one piece and i feel like that's why the western didn't fuck with one piece at all i feel like if they kind of came with the funimation dub it's a completely different show and i i will die on that hill i agree i agree no 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 i i'm i'm right with you on that because like i'm gonna be honest because like um so my my origin story like i i like i said i don't dislike one piece i stopped because like that's another Ippo in in um, One Piece was another thing where like you know I was watching so many anime and I fell off because it's like it was just too much to keep up with the animes are very long right mm-hmm. but um, I started uh, funny fact about me when One Piece I start my sister act my little sister accidentally put me on One Piece in front of Manga because you remember showing the jump uh, the little books these would be in the newspaper or whatever like that's how I found out about One Piece I was in 8th grade when I knew about uh, One Piece well no 7th grade I was in 7th grade when I knew about One Piece like I didn't really catch the dub until like maybe 8th or ninth grade so like I didn't really like you know I didn't really care because like, like the fact that that was just the me Starting off with the manga, which was good for me, because like maybe I probably would have been the same way those guys were, because like he had a four kids TV. Outside of the intro, I think it was okay. I don't <laughs> I think do it was that intro. bad. The intro was great, guys. I still sing it. Like gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Uh oh, I like I personally. I like that intro. I don't like it better than the Funimation intros, but I ain't gonna lie. Like uh, the rap was kind of nice. I, I ain't gonna lie. It was it was kind of corny, but it was like you know it took me back into the kind of the nineties because you know we had a lot of like corny songs back then. You know, but fun, fun it took fact. Me back. Fun fact. Yeah, that was all the westerns I did. So like the One Piece one. The the Pokemon one, the the Yu-Gi-Oh one. Yu-Gi-Oh had like some generic as I don't. If you look at the Japanese side, they had some basic ass like simple, mysterious sounding song. They're like, nah, we finna rap on this. Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't do all this cool shit. That was western. Yeah. So that's the only thing they probably did good for four kids. Was like, nah, we finna have a fire ass intro. Hey, but hey, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, five, like, and I'll die on this hill. Like the one that I like felt. Where like I felt it, like my bones are chilling and it's five D's, bro. That that intro was my easily my favorite one, man. Five uh I can feel you coming. That that song went hard. I, like I'm like I peak. said, like I'm at the peak. Dog, I dog that five D's are hard. You're like uh not not singing because like I'm biased because like you say it was like basically a thug, you know, as a, th- a protagonist, but you know, but, yeah, it, that that series had a good ass theme for the English dub. Not gonna lie, it was ridiculous. <laughs> 
I think uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, and then like, wasn't it? Is it GX? Right, GX, the second one, the yeah, one where it's cool. That shit was fire. But after that, I just couldn't get into them. I just, I don't know. I never really gave the other ones a fair shot. There was that racing one. Is that five Ds? Is that the racing yes, one? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, actually, act, all right. Like, I'm gonna tell you. Like, so, so you can get interested in it. Oh, try to. All right, so. Alright, the thing about 5Ds that separate the most in my personal favor, right? Because it was it was different. So the main character was basically from the hood. Like, no, like real shit. He was actually from the hood. Um, because <laughs> so the the show we talked about this, me and my friend because like I'm heavy into Yu-Gi-Oh! Cause like I watched literally all the series. Like the only one I feel is mid is Zexel, which I don't even think Zexel's bad. Like I think uh I think the pacing is just very slow, but oh, on the 5Ds, right? So basically the the main city and the hood is like cut off right so they cannot cross that side so there was a lot of discrimination like basically it touches on what the world is about today like you know favoritism the the um you know discrimination because like the guy the guy's rival the, the um the main character's rival he he ends up being on the other side like you know the good city and all that other stuff and like what made him jack jack so like a good character because like you're you, let's be honest here right like just from a person like from a person a person from a related point of view you know they got that one person that came up and they just forgot where the fuck they came from jack sparrow was one of those people where you say it was like look like i'm doing all this stuff risking my behind i'm getting i'm literally like getting chased by the police and all this other stuff where like jack sparrow just living his life you don't even remember he lived in this part of the neighborhood you know what I'm saying? Like he just he just living his life where everybody just kind of like stuck. You didn't even do nothing. Like you made it. You didn't even try to help the hood out. You didn't even try to like build a bridge like for us to come around there. Like come on, man. Like you serious? You know? Like that's why I like that because like the, it's like you know it was because like when he look like Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like the typical oh the happy going or like they had some magic going on, but it's like you know it, it does have magic of course, but like the beginning of it started so strong because like it just showed it was like a very real like realistic to where like. He was just not a, a main character that was giving shit to him. It's like he literally tried to fight for something, like to to fight for equality. Like, and it was great. It was great. Mm. Like, cause we never had that in the anime in a long time till that happened. Like, and, and like, well, in Yu-Gi-Oh anyway, more so than Yu-Gi-Oh. But like, it was just like the generic, you know, grandpa, blah blah blah. This guy went to the school. Uh, Yugi, you know, he he got a Millennium Puzzle. There's another, but you say it was just you say. He was like, he, he knew where the hell he came from. He, he fought for what he believed in. And that, that's why I like his character the most. Mm. <laughs> like, you know? It does sound compelling. Shit. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> what is your uh, end goal with the FGC? Or Black and Galaxy, the content creator, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it like this. Uh, the best, like, I would say, like, this is straightforward as possible. I just want to make a mark at the FGC. I want to, like, be known as a strong player. And um, eventually my uh, stream pops off, which I think it will. Like, like I said, once I get my stuff together and, like, I actually have a schedule and um, all this other stuff, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about just be a strong player and uh, have my stream pop off. That's it. Honestly, same. Like, uh, maybe not so as a player. Like I said, I, my my always FGC goal was like once I realized I kind of sucked, I was like I want to be able to get like, like you know, you and Scote will both play Strive. I don't think Street Fighter. I feel like I just didn't have the hands for it. But like me starting out with Strive young and like I feel like I could do stuff now. So I was like really just trying to get to learn it and get better. 
I just mm-hmm. want to be able to like be like training partners for my homies. So like, not saying like I'm an actual training partner and like we do stuff, but like if we play a set, it's not a wasted set. Like you get some value out of that set where you could use that to go into a tournament. Because I, I don't right. I don't want to waste nobody's time. If like I want to play, but then they don't want to play me because I'm lower than them, so they feel like they won't learn anything or they won't get good practice for like any upcoming tournaments. So I always want to do that, and I just want to make an impact. I just want I just want to have my lane, bro. If I could not work, stream, make content, and, and just have my lane and like my little world, I'm cool. I'm happy, even if it's barely enough to get by. As long as I have a place, a car. And, and a shorty that like like me somewhat, yeah. And, and I could do this little FTC thing. I'm happy. That's that's all I really want, and that's all I'm striving right. for. But hopefully we get there and then shit. I mean, if we get there, you know, I, I do got some big goals. I would love to you know run a team and first niggas I'm signing is El Chicote and Galaxy. I hope y'all ain't in a long term contract because I, I I need you. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's a long term goal. But you know we gotta get somewhere first. So right. hopefully people fuck with it. But uh, Galaxy, you've been a great guest, great friend, good conversation. Anything you want to promote? Shout out this that the third. Floor is yours. How you want to close it up? Um, one um shout out shout out to the LEFGC. Um, please please guys look at us because we do have some strong talent. Uh, and two, uh, follow me, follow me at, uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, at Burai233, and follow my Twitch, which is, uh, Twitch TV, Black and Galaxy. And, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have that, uh, linked down below. Hopefully this episode goes good, man. Hopefully people check it out, man. And, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to interview everybody I can. I know I'd love to get Galaxy, even if he don't win, like, this weekend. Which, we gonna speak, we gonna manifest that we gonna speak into existence, cause, you know, power to positivity, all that bullshit. Yeah, but, I'm gonna try my best. I think, I, I'm feeling confident still. But, uh, hopefully, uh, you know we get him back on and I, I hope this grows because like I'd be at work and what I do for work is like I'm able to have headphones in and be on my own little world and not talk to people and work on my own pace but I was listening mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts and you know what I'm saying we had like Ultra Chin TV I think what they did is a great thing uh, the Best of V show uh, I think they do a great thing uh, No Frills when IFC Ice and Chris Matrix does that I think they do a good thing but there's not I'm be honest with you if there's an FGC podcast I ain't hearing about it I'm I'm not that don't mean no disrespect no shade no nothing like that there might be a YouTube version but there's not like an FGC podcast not saying I want the run back to be that I want to interview all gaming content creators but I I want I want something like this like I I want something I I feel like I could put my foot on the door you know what I mean and and do something with this so hopefully people fuck with it and resonate with that and uh, listen to it I mean obviously I'm a nobody so I gotta be somebody to to get people to look at it but that's ultimately the goal and share these stories, uh, sell these things, and all that stuff. Like I said, I think I think you'd be successful. You work a lot, like you work hard. And I, I still, like I said, I I don't know if you know, I've been paying attention still. Like I said, we don't talk as much as we used to, but like I still, I've been paying attention to everybody. And I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm I'm hoping everybody grows, like everybody, like including you. Cause like I think I think it's gonna pop off. I think I I have full belief. Man, I hope so. And I'm one of those people that like I 
don't get me wrong I, I want my own lane and I'm not a jealous person if anything I'm more like envious like when I see Galaxy killing it when I see El Chicote killing it El, El Chicote like messes me every other day when he's killing it. I'm like dang that's just motivating that's what's up I hope you make it I hope you don't forget me though but I hope you make it <laughs> and like I, I like I feel like realistically especially how my life's been I don't know if you could attest to this but uh, my homies are gonna probably gonna make it before I do so I, I, that's all I want is the homies to make it so hopefully we can get there so we can tell our stories and all that shit but like I said I will release this tonight hopefully I mean it is gonna be a two hour podcast so hopefully it doesn't take too long to render but uh, you know I try to get these out there and hopefully you guys do listen to it and listen to it tomorrow morning and I love you guys and I'll see you till next time bye